Dorks and Dorks, and welcome to episode 168 of the F Reality Podcast, a podcast about all things VR, AR, and just plain good old geeky fun. We have an awesome show planned out for all of you, talking about the Black Friday deals, Ready Player 2, a new Kickstarter from Cybershoes, and much, much more. But first, let me introduce you to these beautiful fellows over here. I've been looking forward to doing this, guys, all week. How the tables have turned. <laughs> first up, the new leader on the F-Reality leaderboard of Population One, as apparently this week he went in total overdrive. It's everyone's favorite VR streamer and total Population One badass, ZimTalk5. How have you been, dude? Oh, great. I, I actually thought it was Mike, because Mike was like ahead of me for like most of the week on Pop One. But last night, I'll tell you, I dropped in, first match, one other dude, the two of us took down all the other squads, got the victory, you know? That feels good, two-man team and all that. But yeah, this this has become, the F and F reality stands for Population One. It's a silent Population One, <laughs> uh, just, just in front of the F. But like these guys, it's just crazy. We're all like climbing leaderboard together, so I'm... Yeah, I'm I'm very proud and honored this week to be on top. Is this going to be like a, a running thing that every week we're going to have to check in now? Because check well, out I mean, our I did, addictions. I didn't play this week, so uh, we we, know, we shouldn't let that happen because <laughs> no? population one is addictive enough as it is. Let alone with this extra meta of competing <laughs> with each other, and the fact that we play with each other doesn't help either. Because like normally it's me, Zim, and Nathy. We've been kind of yeah. crewing up just recently, and the sort of the thing that I keep on saying to myself is like. It's getting later and later and later. I'm saying, oh, just one more game. Just one more game. Just one more game. And I posted on Twitter this week, like, this game is just so addictive. And then it was, I think it was Proper D. He made a really good point. He said, just listen to the sound effects. Like, when you kill someone, listen to the sound effect it makes. And it actually makes the same sort of, like, ringing noise that you hear in casinos. And it's uh... that noise that, I don't know if it's part of that noise that's the psychology of making it addictive. It's that kind of casino win slot machine noise. No wonder and then I'm when so you think out a squad, it has a different noise as well. Yeah. Very I'm going to have to listen to that a little bit more closely. Yeah. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, I've been good. Um, this week has been... Uh, I, I've been DIY dad this week. I've I've been I've I've knocked down a shed. Uh, we've redone the bathroom. Uh, I've just kind of taken a jigsaw. This is like real life gadgeteer for me. So this is brilliant. Been doing the plumbing in the kitchen sink, <laughs> brand new kitchen sink tap and all that. So I've been back and forth at various DIY shops. You know, UK DIY shops are called differently Let than. Let's States just hope you Europe don't lose your that. progress at the end of your real life uh, play <laughs> session of Gadgeteer. <laughs> I'm going to learn that tonight. So literally right now, right? We don't have working shower. We don't have working toilet. Oh, you know, there's no water running in the house at all. I'm doing the last final leg and I've got all the bits, but if something was to pop, we're going to have a couple of uncomfortable okay, days. So how, how does that work? Is the garden getting used or are you using buckets or what is the... Uh, uh, it's the bucketing system oh, the for bucketing now. System. Yeah. Okay. The communal yeah, yeah. bucket. Nice. But what, this is something that I think I didn't know until I was maybe 30 or something. The fact that you can flush the toilet just by dumping water into it. Mm. So that's a tip for anyone who's mm. young and dumb and doesn't know oh. that tip. But um, That's a cheap yeah, way to that. use a toilet. So if you if you know you're going to be without water for a time, like <laughs> what we did, you like you fill your bathtub and then you just use a bucket or whatever to kind of get it to flush. Nice. Yeah, so that's welcome, that's welcome, a DIY welcome to the tip. Plumbing pump, the plumbing podcast. <laughs> yeah, we're all... Your this top is plumbing, plumbing tip. Get you there in real life. Yep. It is, but like the amount of little bits and the, the amount of information that I've stuffed into my head in the last week has, has been crazy. Like the amount of terms that I've learned. Uh, like, do you know what the olive is in plumbing? 
I have no idea. Of course. I take you don't eat it. Olive olive shaped thing, right? (laughs) If you eat it, it's coming out the other end. It's a little like this metal ring that goes on a copper (laughs) fitting that you like jam into it so that it makes a proper seal. It's how the old school pipes, before like we had plastic and stuff. Uh, you know, you had copper and uh, God, that, okay. That I feel difficult. like as the host of the show, I need to jump <laughs> in here. <laughs> I smell something. Yeah. So, but I've been having fun with that. Um, I, I did step down on a four-inch rusty nail in the middle of the week, and that was oh. not fun. So, um, yeah, real life gadgets here. Uh, stay in VR. Don't. Uh, yeah. Don't. It's safe. Don't risk it. There. Don't yeah. risk it. All right. Well, next up. This little boy had a very special day this week. Finally, he can use his full two hands to indicate his age. <laughs> it's the F-Reality baby. It is Nathy. Yeah. How is your birthday, baby. baby. It's a baby, Nathy. Baby. Baby. I'm as cute as Baby Yoda, right? Let's be honest. I mean, yeah, of course. Yeah, Happy, birthday. Yeah, Happy birthday. Happy birthday, dude. Happy birthday. Thank you. Yeah. Claps yeah. in the chat. I had a blast. It was yesterday, this, mm. this Friday. And... Um, I threw a very interesting party <laughs> in rec room. Yeah, tell us about that. Yeah, no, it was like quite the event. It's amazing. So um, I, I first have to give props to, um, you know, the rec room community for making this. Um, so um, I, I messaged Jason. I said, like, hey, um, I, um, I want to celebrate my birthday in rec room. And uh, I was like, maybe maybe we can do something together. So they, they build an entire Bioshock-themed uh, uh, world where on one side you were underwater so in, in Bioshock 1 or 2 and then when you went through the door you went outside and you were in Bioshock Infinite so it was also like they totally nailed that um, and you had like different costumes from from um, from Bioshock um, we had some games too you could um, there was like a shooting range and you could uh, throw with some rings and um, I don't know, like when I jumped in, because I jumped in before I invited everyone, I had to just double check if everything was, you know, working. I was like, what the heck is this? I said, like, this is, this is, this is, this is too much. This is way too kind. It's, it's crazy. Like, I think it's now open. I think you can go in there. But if you see it, you're like, if you just imagine that you're having a party for at least three hours and that's it, then this room is just. Like, it's, it's so much for that short period of time. But it, it was great. I first invited everyone, you know, um, like all my friends. So so you guys and um, some, some people from the VR industry to kind of have this like private thing going on. And then I think it was an hour or two hours in. That's where I decided to just open it for everyone else. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and, then, and then it went like completely nuts. I think uh, I checked with them at the end and they said there were around uh, 130 different users joining in and joining. At, wow. It was insane. And people were throwing with pizza and, and they were shooting champagne bottles at each other and... and, and I had a lot of fun. It was really... Uh, and the thing is, I first thought, like, okay, for us, it's so normal to do things in VR, right? But then I was like, mm-hmm. usually, even if there's no pandemic, like, how are you ever going to organize, first of all, a birthday in a Bioshock-themed environment where it's underwater and then also in the sky? That's something... Well, I mean, everything is possible if you have a lot of money, I guess. But that's something that is very unique. And then also having everyone around the world join you on your birthday and have this party that's something you would never be able to do with or without a pandemic yeah, exactly because it would be and so it, expensive for those uh, couple of hours and if there are people that are, for example listening now would like to check it out 
now still would that be possible or yeah, was I, this I, like an exclusive no no no, no. i think i think they were planning to open it up i don't know what they are going to call it it could be that it's called like nathy's birthday or maybe they call it like bioshock something um, I think mm-hmm. if you look for that stuff in the search bar, you might find it. But yeah, seriously, it looked super legit. I was like, I think they worked on it with like nine people. There were even two people that were DJing. I was like, these people, like some of them I didn't even knew necessarily. They just put time into organizing my birthday, making music. I, th- I think That's it's a awesome. huge honor, man. Seriously. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. And do you dare to say how old you turned? Uh, 26. Hey. Six. I was, was going to go. say, like, uh, you, you should be able to tell everyone what it's like to, to be a teenager in, like, you know, 20, 2020 <laughs> during a pandemic. <laughs> maybe people, already, years old. people are already uh, saying in the chat, like, how old did Nathy turn? 13? <laughs> but as, as we know, like, like Nathy is like the Benjamin Button of VR. You know, he's, yeah. sl- he's slowly yeah. getting younger and younger. younger. <laughs> you think so? Yeah. Okay, nice. I, I like the big daddy skin. I, I saw that in your in your photo, yeah, and I was like, awesome. that looked. It was like so cute. It's so cute, little big daddy. Yeah. It was, it was um, and and, and I should also um, like since we're talking about Rec Room, anyways, I should give a shout out because this weekend there is RecCon. It's like VidCon, and they have all yeah. kinds of things going on. It's totally free. You don't need to pay anything. They have workshops on how to create your own uh, worlds. Uh, there will be some content creators talking about what they, you know, how they record Rec Room, stuff like that. So it's like a mini version of VidCon. And they built like an entire convention center just for this. So I, I think it's very impressive. And uh, yeah, just check it out. It's free. So yeah, why exactly. not? What was the Very timing nice. of that? Because I thought it was the 28th um, and 29th only, or is it a whole week? I think week? it's the whole weekend. The whole weekend okay. or the whole week? I don't know. I haven't checked it out yet, but uh, it, yeah, I'm curious. Okay. Yeah. All right. And then the usual host of the show, who probably already kind of regrets handing this over to me for this week, <laughs> it's our basis. It's Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis. How are you doing, mate? And more importantly, how do you think I'm doing? <laughs> I think you're doing great, actually. It's so weird for me uh, to to like just sit back and just relax and just kind of enjoy the show, really, instead of like, you know, Rowdy planned everything this week. Uh, normally, I plan everything in advance and deliver the show as the host. But Rowdy sort of kindly offered to uh, to take the reins this week and uh, and give it a go. And maybe he'll do it more. Uh, maybe next week as well. No. <laughs> um, but no, I really I really appreciate you doing it because uh, you know no it, 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 there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes. So uh, yeah, I really do appreciate that. But uh, I'm really really good. I've been uh, spending some time with the family. Um, you know, got a little dog, so she's been taking up a lot of our time. She's like uh, what 10, 10, 11 months now old. Um, but yeah, I've been good. And uh, my sort of highlight this week was definitely playing uh, Among Us uh, in VR chat with you guys, uh, which was on Sunday. Uh, if you watch the live stream, there is a whole live stream on Zim's channel if you want to go and check it out. But it was hilarious. Uh, we had nine nine of us in total, I think, right, Zim? Yeah. Uh, or was it, it was ten? either nine or ten. Was I think we ten. got the it ten in the end. Like uh, yeah. But it was all like content creators from our little community. So you had like people like the, the Lonely Viper in there. You had Simply Chris. You had us. You had PD. Uh, and it was just great just to hang out with them all and, and, and have fun. And like I'd never played Among Us before. So I was kind of like learning as we were playing. And I, at, uh, at the end of the play session, I still didn't understand it. Like <laughs> when I dropped that, I still didn't manage to get how I had to do so. I still made like dumb mistakes. Well, I feel like now I'm in a position where I could be a bit more devious. Like I was trying to be devious, but like it was just so see-through. Like yeah, yeah, Nathy yeah. was like calling me out straight away. Um, but we had we had like a lot of fun with it. And I think the best part of it we had 
was when uh, we could pick our own skins for the match. And I think Zim did a great job in like kind of mixing it up a little bit. So some matches we had the mics open so everyone could communicate during the game, which if you're familiar with Among Us doesn't happen in the proper game. Uh, and then there was a match where we could all choose our own skins, like our own different avatars from VR chat. Yeah. And, and Rowdy picked Baby Yoda. <laughs> and I'm like a huge fan of like The Mandalorian at the moment. It's like the best show on TV in my opinion. So he picked Baby Yoda and I was like, please don't be the imposter. Like, I just can't, I can't, you know, take it in my life that I have to eject Baby Yoda out of this spaceship <laughs> into space. Um, but it turned out to be him. And uh, like, we were questioning him at the end. Like, why, you know, why did you do this? Why didn't you do any of your tasks? And we, we discovered it was him and like booted him out of the vent into space and he was the imposter and we won the game and then afterwards in the lobby rowdy was like i couldn't actually kill anyone because my avatar was too small it's <laughs> really true like everyone was killing each other because you know by booting other people out you already booted the other imposter out and i was trying my hardest to get someone killed but it just wouldn't work because my yeah. hands were so small and i couldn't reach up there so it was uh, it was hilarious. It was so great. So yeah, if if you know if you're interested in checking it out, you can check it out for free. Uh, it's in VR chat, so you can obviously check it out on PC. Uh, I think you can do it even if you don't have a VR headset on PC. Yeah. Or you can check it out on Oculus Quest. Although mm. I hear the performance on Quest is a little bit hit and miss. So uh, yeah, just bear yeah. that in mind. Amazing. Yeah. I think Quest. Great. From what people were saying, Quest One, uh, Quest One struggles. Uh, Quest Two is pretty good. Pretty good. A little bit low frame dips and things here and there, but it's not like a broken environment. I'm very, I'm really impressed with that. I think VR Chat, yeah. that implementation is actually well, better. You, you know what I'm impressed by? Than the original by, game. Than I the think original so. game. You yeah, know what I'm impressed so. oh, yeah, by is that I'm, we, I'm not a fan of the original game at all. It's not. It's, I mean, it's not. It's not the kind of game that I would ever play myself. Really, mm. uh, I think it's just not the kind of <laughs> games that I generally play. Uh, I did have a lot of fun, not because I find the game so much fun, but more like you know, hanging out with you guys was, uh, yeah. was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah, uh, the yeah, game I've, itself, like I said, like I, I didn't understand I've, what I've, I was I've, doing like, at all. It's funny, like this year, I've never seen so many uh, creators like play together. Of course, like Zim is usually the one that hosts this stuff and is like, let's just play. Yeah. Um, but just I, I feel like there is like a like it starts to like at the end of the year I feel like this like this growing interest in like multiplayer and it doesn't really necessarily need to be looking good or it needs to uh, yeah. than anything I, else than single player. For me, I think it's just because I crave that social interaction, even though I'm kind of like an introverted person, like anyone that knows me in real life will know that I'm kind of introverted and, you know, I don't necessarily go out of my way to hang out with people in real life. But certainly even me during this pandemic, I crave that social interaction. So like games like Population One yeah. and certainly Among Us in VR chat have, have helped like scratch that itch for me. So I don't, so I kind of feel semi-normal at least. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, boys, you know what? It's good because we've we've uh, I've talked to at least one or two of you about this. But next up, we'll do a mini golf tournament. Oh yeah, I'm <laughs> yeah. Who's the king? Who's the king of the golf course? Eh? No, it's going to be Nathy. It's going to be Nathy. Don't, don't make it competitive because we're gonna, I'm going to I'm going to get into arguments. Like I already know it. Like, <laughs> it's all about you need to like the thing is last time I played with Zim and I just I sucked because I just played population one. It's all about killing, 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 and then you play mini golf and like you can't. So there's a certain mindset to it. If you get mm. the right mindset, you can win. That's it. Yeah. You should have okay. you should have seen it's, the balls. Nathan was it's like, "It's not a game; four. it's a way of living." <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, true." Right, true. great. So, uh, what about the chat? What have they been up to uh, yes. this week? So we have Claybomb, who has been playing Star Wars Squadrons on which headset? What is the best headset to play this game on? Reverb, HT Vive Cosmos. Yeah, I think the G two. It's a Cosmos. Yeah. It. No, it's really. The, <laughs> 
<laughs> no, it's, it's, it's the G2. It's the G2, of course. Um, and then we have Limitless Gaming, who played Saints and Sinners on The Quest. Mm. Carnage Chronicles on PC. And a little bit of Population One, just a little bit. You know, that's where it starts. Just going to play a yeah. little bit. Yeah, you're going to be hooked before you know it. And we never heard of Limitless Gaming ever again. <laughs> that was uh, the last time we saw him. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have Sue's Mouse, who played Beat Saber, Fit XR, Power Beats XR. There's a lot of XR in these titles. Hipster AF. And yep. Ready Player One 2 Audiobook. So there you go. Mm-hmm. Yes. Very nice. Very nice. Okay, and then there's just one person left. That's that's me. My, my name is Rowdy. I used to make content on the, on YouTube, but then I decided to move across the ocean, start a new job, get a new place to live, and then spent all of my money on buying Population One skins. So yeah, that happened. <laughs> True story. <laughs> but no, I've been I've been great as well. I've I've been having a really uh, busy week uh, this past this past couple of days. It's. Uh, I haven't been able to play any VR. Uh, like you see, I'm, I'm completely on the bottom of the leaderboard of Population 1, which was a great frustration when I opened this game. Uh, he feels pressured that he's evening. like on the board uh, that low, you know? Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like this past week, I've just been working, working, working. But I did manage to put my PC together uh, on Sunday. So uh, that, is a, that is a big win in my books. Mm. Uh, I have a little bit of a different background now as well for this episode because I'm, a, I'm in a different position now to do, a, to do the podcast. Uh, but no, I mean, I don't have really have a highlight unless you want to. You guys want to hear about all oh. the work that I've been doing this week. So uh, yeah. I think my highlight would still be last Sunday, and I was playing with you guys, playing Among Us. Yeah. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, with that out of the way, I think I think we're ready for the news, right? Let's do it. Sounds yeah. good. Yeah, I'm up for it. Ching, change the gears. Ching. Uh, the first bit of news is uh, the new book from uh, Eric Klein. No, I'm, I'm just joking. <laughs> Eric Klein, yeah. <laughs> It's Ernest Klein. Indeed, Mike is already showing it. Uh, but wait, it's, it's called wait. Uh, Ready Player Two. Uh, Mike's, coming Mike's out book is backwards. Sequel. Backwards. <laughs> oh right. Do I need to do? <laughs> if I do it this way, you can see it probably. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> yeah. So it came out as a sequel to the to the hugely popular Ready Player One, and it has the incredibly original name uh, Ready Player Two. And opinions have been, as far as I can tell, have been a, a little bit divided uh, on it. Um, I'll start with first, like a little bit of explaining uh, the premise of this of this new sequel. I haven't read it myself, so I can only provide information from from like the back of the book. But I know that Mike has been already diving into it, and maybe maybe Nathy as well. Um, however, it is a direct sequel to the first book. So if you haven't read that one yet, or have seen the mo- movie adaptation to it, you might just want to want to tune out for just a minute if you mm-hmm. if you still plan on doing mm-hmm. so. Um, but I found this brief uh, intro synopsis uh, on like a review from uh, wired.co.uk and it goes as follows. So after winning a Halliday's contest, Wetz Watts finds himself at his clan uh, at the helm of Gregarious Simulation Systems, the vast corporation that runs the Oasis. He's quickly led in on another secret left behind by Halliday, a new technology that enables people to plug their brains directly into the simulation rather than experiencing it via uh, VR goggles and haptic suits. This is kind of like the, the neural lace technology that Elon, Musk's always, oh. Elon Musk always gets excited about. So a brain-machine interface taken to its logical conclusion. But of course, things go wrong and stuff <laughs> happens uh, that that's as far as i can i can tell so something goes wrong and uh what's is basically required to go on like another like clue hunt through the oasis in order to save 
or either the Oasis or the world, uh, I do not know. Uh, and I think a lot of the frustration kind of comes from that kind of concept, that it's, it's very similar to the first book. It doesn't really bring anything new to the table. Uh, but maybe Mike can comment a little bit more, or, or Nate, the, uh, if he's been reading it as well. Like, what, what are your initial thoughts on it? Um, yeah, so I'm listening to the audiobook. I've got the, the physical book as well. Um, mm -hmm. The audiobook is narrated by Will Wheaton. Uh, he did the first yes. audiobook. Uh, if you enjoy the audiobooks, like Will Wheaton, I think is a great um, host to uh, to do the audiobook. I think he's got a really nice voice to listen to, and he, you know, he, it's about sixteen I, hours, right? Yeah, and he he enjoys the content as well. You can tell from from that. So uh, yeah, I've been listening to it. Um, you're right in that you know there's a new um, headset uh, that plugs directly in to your brain, like a neural link. Um, so everything's more realistic. You can taste, touch. Uh, things that feel very real um, when you're mm. in the Oasis, which, of course, you know, people were addicted to the Oasis in the original book. Uh, and now with this new hardware, they're even more addicted. You know, like it's like cranked it up to 11. Like everyone just loves it. You know, escaping the real world, you know, especially like right now, you can kind of relate to that, like that that real true escape that everything would feel and, and touch and taste real. Um, why that would be appealing. Um, but of course, you know, that there is always uh, going to be a downside to uh, to doing something like that and, and, and neglecting your real body and neglecting the real world. Um, and it's important, obviously, to to keep that in check. So, so yeah, without spoiling anything, um, I am enjoying it, I think, <laughs> so far. Um, not as much maybe as the original book because it was so groundbreaking, but, um, you know, I'm only a very short way in and we've only just discovered this new technology and they've released it to the wild and it's a huge success. Mm. Um, but then, uh, obviously something bad's going to happen. So yeah, I haven't got quite got to that point yet. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I think that, um, the emphasis on like nostalgia that has been like, you know, the, the thing that made the first book so unique is maybe also driven a bit to the extreme with this one again. Mm -hmm. um, since I, I read somewhere that, uh, you know, there's this like, you know, constant reiteration of like things that are nostalgia. And if you like that kind of stuff, then I'm sure that a lot of people would, would enjoy it as well. But uh, yeah. some people say that um, it, like the, the thing that I found was that it carries on in this vein for about 350 pages and reads as if someone has introduced the GPT-3 text generation algorithm to a copy of VH1's I Love the 80s. Yeah, <laughs> In no. fact, someone actually used an AI to try to predict the plot which eerily with eerily effective <laughs> results. It's essentially a fan fiction Twilight, but for teenage boys with dog-eared copies of The Hobbit and an unhealthy <laughs> obsession with Marty McFly. Yeah, that's, which that's, was that's, a that's pretty spot on, actually. That's pretty spot on, because, like... Just to give you a couple of references. That sounds like me, know. by the way. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, just to give you a couple of references, just tune out for, like, you know, 30 seconds, a minute, if you don't want to, these little, tiny little spoilers. But basically, he's got, like, a, a Marty McFly <laughs> alarm clock that plays, like, you know, the, the song from Back to the Future when he mm. wakes up at the right time and it's, like, in sync with the movie. Nice. And then he, he also has, like... Um, uh, a, a, an obsession with like Ecto-1 and Ghostbusters so he actually commissioned mm. his own movie spin-off series he's created like three movies yeah. in the book uh, <laughs> because he just wants the story to continue he doesn't care if anyone likes them or not he just wants them for himself um, so yeah it is it is very um, mm -hmm. you know 80s referenced yeah. um, which throughout you would you say that maybe this book is more written for like getting another movie adaptation rather than being a good book 
I, I don't really know at this point. Like, I would like them to make another movie because I think what they did with the movie was really interesting. Um, and actually, in the movie, the original movie, I preferred the CGI sections over the real-life sections. <laughs> I thought the CGI <laughs> sections were actually the strongest part of the movies. Um, yeah. But, um, yeah, I would love them to make another one. I would love it to be um, with Steven Spielberg again. I would love to have him on board to make another movie. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, it does kind of like just address, you know, from what I've read so far, this kind of like emerging technology of like what Elon Musk is currently pushing right now with this, you know, a neural link, you know, jacking straight into the matrix rather than having a sort of passive visual experience is actually straight into your your mm-hmm. nervous system mm-hmm. and you, you artificially feel these things. And I think that is an interesting concept. And I think eventually that's probably where gonna, the technology goes. So it is kind of interesting to see it from that but that point of view. Did he did I won't say Eric again, I don't know why. Um did he uh did he work on this book before the movie came out or that the movie was even in production the first because that that could already kind of hint towards where this book was going to I know, think be. I think I read somewhere online that he decided in twenty seventeen to start oh, okay. writing again. Okay. Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. I mean I I'm I'm excited for um a, a follow up film, actually, because the first film, when I first, having having done the first audiobook, Ready Player One, and then, as you said, I think Will Wheaton does a great job. I'm glad he's there for the sequel. Um, I was quite critical of the film the first time I watched it, and then it came to Netflix, so it's free on Netflix if you want to watch it there, mm. if you've got an account. Um, and I, I actually think in re-watching it, like, it hit some heart chords. Like, it's not a, it's not a smart film. It's just you know mm. kind of visual popcorn the storyline is kind of eh, you know not not all impressive but i would still like to see a second one so i'm going to chip in exactly as you're saying mike and that uh I, i'd be keen to see what a second film is the only thing is i hope there's not the lord of the rings effect which is that the book gets replaced essentially by the film you know mm. like I, I always i always think about it's so funny you're talking about <laughs> dog-eared copies of of the hobbit i was one of those kids for sure. Um, loved The Hobbit and Lord of the Rings. I mean, I used to go to sleep in the way where I had the whole Lord of the Rings like trilogy in one tome and it was be above <laughs> my head and I'd fall asleep because I'd know it was time to go to sleep when it, it kept falling on my face and uh, because I couldn't <laughs> hold it up anymore. It was that heavy. Um, but like when Lord of the Rings, the film came out, I feel like you know, kids these days are going to see the film and then that's going to, you're going to imagine that's an orc or that's a, but so the book I hope is that doesn't happen. popular though. Hugely popular. It's uh, it, it, it's either as popular or, yeah. or or second place to the Bible. I, I, I don't know. They've actually sold more copies they, they of the Hobbit like, than the Bible. Literally, like like academic studies that you can do, yeah. like specifically on the Silmarillion or whatever. I don't know if there will be a second movie because the first one sold fairly well, but not it wasn't a blockbuster. So I don't know if that that's also a part of the thing, you know, like uh, that's well, why VR's keep... up and coming now, you know, like, I mean, yeah. VR has has more staying power, more people understand it. I, I kind of feel like what's going to happen is in the next year or two, you know, filmmakers are always trying to look out. And the thing is, it's like, OK, are people interested in VR? And the answer to that question now is kind of, well, yeah, yeah. a lot more than they were. Yeah, that's but true. I, that's I don't. True. I don't think the. I think the interesting part of this move for us was, of course, VR. But for the general mm-hmm. public, was because there was a Sonic in there and there was a Hello Kitty in there and pop, all those characters. Yeah, the pop culture, pop exactly. Culture. Like you know, uh, Back to the Future. So I, I think that's what drives. You know, you never really get a movie where uh, everything is in there. So and, yeah, of course. And the original film, you know, like the CGI in that, like with the the race, you know, when he's 
driving the DeLorean around like yeah, the New York rad. racetrack. Like it's so amazing. And like with the references to like Artemis's bike, like the Akira yeah. motorbike, you know, oh, that's just that. so it's bad. It's definitely ass. for the geeks. <laughs> it is for the geeks, yeah. 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 It is yeah. for the geeks, 100%. Has yeah. anyone else been, uh, been reading the book as well, except no. for Mike? No, no, not yet. Okay. No. But I'm looking I, forward I to getting more into it. My, Mike is yeah, early the, the audio. The audio book is the way to go, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think just because you can multitask. We let Mike mm. spend the money always first to see if it's any good, and then <laughs> we'll find out. <laughs> All right. Now talking about nostalgia, if there are two games that are pretty much you know defined my childhood life on the on my original Xbox, it's a uh, Halo, and B it's uh, Morrowind, uh, and that latter one, strangely enough. Now got full VR support, including motion controllers, mm. thanks to the tireless work from a, a brilliant modder whose name is Mats Buvik Sandvey. I hope I didn't just rape that name. Uh, from the Open MW, which stands for Morrowind, I assume, team. Uh, now this project is actually an open source free engine that kind of extends the Gamebryo engine that is originally used on Morrowind. So as a matter of fact, this is a brand new uh, engine that doesn't even need the actual executable at all. You would still need a legal copy of Morrowind and the expansions to, you know, to play it through this engine, but you don't need that to actually play games on it because it has its own uh, modding suit, which is made in a sort of like a construction set style. Uh, so the entire engine is basically an, an upgrade to the original uh, version with a better AI, better physics, uh, distant terrain effects, UI improvements, mod support, bug fixes, and more. Uh, even yeah, and even more. Uh, there are roughly five steps necessary to get this up and running, uh, and we'll provide a link in the description as well uh, to the Reddit post from the guy who's been working so hard on this. Mm -hmm. uh, and knowing that this game is now currently available on Steam for only a little bit less than four euros, then I think I think it's insane. Just considering the amount of content that is there, has, has anyone of you like ever played the original Morrowind when it came out? I guess it's not for Mike, but maybe maybe Zim or Nathy. Yeah. Um, what was uh, what was Oblivion? I played Morrowind. Uh, it's the my, one before that. My brother played. I think this is the one where uh, so Oblivion had Patrick Stewart in it. I think at the beginning. Uh, and Morrowind, uh, yeah, my brother, be. it was, if I remember correctly, it was like the first RPG which had like 400 hours of gameplay and they kept wow. touting that. Yeah. And this it's, really- It's for me, I think for me, it is still the best one in the entire Elder Scrolls series. Wow. It's yeah. uh, Morrowind. Like my, I know, I know my brother sunk like a hundred hours into it or whatever. And Easily. then we, we both dabbled into Oblivion because I'd watched a fair bit of it, but I didn't play it myself. And then Skyrim, you know, that's how I got convinced of Skyrim. You know, when you see someone else play something and you're like, well, they're having a really good time and how are mm. they putting so much time into it? Uh, and then eventually I kind of opened the Pandora's box of Skyrim and fell down that hole. So yeah. um, no, I, I totally think, see I mean, the I obsession. Still, I still remember the, the first name of the town where you like kind of landed. Mm -hmm. Because you always start, well, I mean, I don't know if it's always been the case, but like with Skyrim, they did that. With Oblivion, they did that. With, uh, with Morrowind, they did that as well. Is that you start kind of like as a prisoner. You know, you stay, and they did that in, in Morrowind very, very well done because you're also like a prisoner, but you're being let go for some... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say why, but you're being let go for a specific reason. And the first town that you get into is called. It's called Sedanin. Uh, I still remember the name even up to this day. That's how what an impact this game has had on me. And that specific town, it's so well done. Like it's so. It feels so. I don't know. Um, it has a certain atmosphere. 
And the, the kind of world that it's set in is kind of like the world of like, you know, the dark elves and that kind of stuff, mm. which is very different from the Skyrim world and all of the other like Morrowinds that is, that is and I do hope uh, that, you know, we will see still an Elder Scrolls title that goes back to this kind of world because mm. there's so much awesome stuff in here. You, oh. Really, Zim, if you want to, if you want to try uh, uh, an <laughs> RPG that pretty much changed the entire RPG genre. <laughs> Look at this face. Look at this face. You try this I can see it. Say, you already said yes when you start talking about it. It's like, uh, the travel is like, oh man, I need another, I need another, I need to do a Dolly the Sheep and clone me. You know, that's <laughs> yeah. what I need to do. I need to, there's a Zim that works and makes the money and there's, and then there's me, you know? And then there's me who's playing it's all the Elder Scrolls on titles. Steam. Three yeah. pounds on wow. Steam. Just drink some and, and that's the anniversary edition, so I believe that is also with the with the expansion. I, I'm not entirely sure if it comes with the expansions, but there's a ton of expansions. And well, the, the, the modding industry on this on this has been... That's kind of where it, it started, I think, for like, mm-hmm. you know, this Elder Scrolls series, this kind of modding. Uh, but... Um, I just like remember it's, it's one of the first games where you where I dropped into and you and I really had the feeling like I can do whatever I want. I don't I don't need to follow this stupid quest, you know. I, <laughs> I can I can go all the way to like this Uh-oh. fortress and get myself a full glass armor set. The first half hour of the game, you know, it's it's awesome. So yeah, so how how really do we play cool. this then in VR? So it's 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 a separate engine that right. they that they've built uh, entirely. It used to be already playable through four packs okay uh, so you could you could do it through that mm. but this engine is uh, is, uh, is something is something really built from the, from the ground up this is this um, is pc uh, only for now right uh yeah yeah I it's not it's not on the standalone quest yeah no, because you need you need of course in order to play morrowind you would need still a legal copy of the game oh yeah, yeah. Um, morrowind launches yeah. on quest geez that would be something yeah it's funny there's about, like, about five steps that you need to do in order to to get it running. Uh, I haven't tried it out myself, so I don't know how easy it is. And this is a um, mod rather than like an official like update or anything mm, like that. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a it's a new engine. It's right. they they literally build an engine and that engine you can install mods for it as well. It has its own see. modding suits right. and uh, has modding been, suites. Has not been made by Todd Howard. <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> no. It's it's made by the o- Open MW team. So Open Morrowind uh, okay. stands for. Okay. I, I think it's funny. Th- yeah. Go on, go on, Zim. Oh, I was just going to say, um, while Rowdy was going there, I was rem- reminded of uh, an embarrassing little story, and I, I figured I'd give it. We, When we were brought out to look at Quest by uh, Oculus uh, to PAX East, uh, there was actually a 25th anniversary for, um, for the Elder Scrolls um, and Bethesda and all that kind of stuff. So they had this wonderful like little party, and they had this grandmother who'd been playing, I think, Skyrim for, you know, like... The, the duration of its life or whatever mm. and she's like upheld by the community and all this and meanwhile they had fact tons of merch right and so i went up to the counter and i was like okay because uh, someone had said they were giving away a free t-shirt and went up to the front and they're like no 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 free t-shirt and i was like oh feck it and then i saw this doom hood this doom hat and i got it out of the embarrassment of having queued for 20 minutes and not getting my t- free t-shirt uh, okay. but the party was really cool just being there like with the developers all talking about you know how many people were so enthused about uh, the Elder Scrolls universe, oh. and it's exactly what Rowdy yeah. says attracts me to Skyrim is yeah. just the openness of it, and the fact that you don't have to do it's not a, it's not a, it's not a linear game. It's like yeah. you can just jump in and just play it as you feel like you want. You want to go ride a horse up a mountain and then jump off the top? Yeah, you can't. You know that's mm-hmm. I love those kinds yeah. of games. I can't wait till we have that. You know, properly like No Man's Sky almost brings even... to space. 
You know, you could even like I remember in Morrowind, you could like completely screw up the quest by just killing a main character, <laughs> and then just just yeah, okay, yeah, you kill them. Too bad. No, and and, and, and talking talk about Doom, you can also play Doom in VR now for like a long time. And we're not talking mm. about Doom VFR. I would just skip that one, especially now. I don't think it aged well at all. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, but but you maybe mean Doom ones three BFG. From, yeah, from this from Doctor B VR, amazing. He's also the one who did the. The Wolfenstein uh, uh, part as well. Um, those are great. They're really good. We do have uh, Paradise Decay saying in chat that he tried it on the Rift S, but there's still a thumb th- thumbstick uh, problem. So apparently it's mm. problems uh, moving. I think mm. uh, for me, like uh, it's always been like the fantasy genre mm. that's kind of put me off. Yeah, like I, I like I'm, I'm more interested in like cyberpunk, for example, just because mm-hmm. of like the style yeah. and the vibe of it and the setting. Yeah. Uh, the oh, fantasy yeah, sort totally of style has never really appeal to me no, that much. I don't I don't think that this game would be for you you really mm. you definitely need to you know enjoy that like kind of Lord of the Rings kind of vibe or the Hobbit yeah. or, or just fantasy in yeah. general Fallout, uh, to enjoy this otherwise you will not Fallout is pretty much like a little bit more into the it feels more like a shooter and more like something relatable Nathan you know how much you're selling Fallout for now I'm skipping topics here but do you know no, how, well, do you like know how we're much skip, we're, we're, we're trying to sell all the games now from Bethesda basically <laughs> that's 10 pounds is there anything for, else Fallout that Bethesda 4. made wait uh, Fallout they, they did a Skyrim and then there was another one what was the other Doom, Doom. yeah exactly wow it's been a while that was like in 18 2018 maybe yeah yeah so um, before we move on topic, I just want to sort of highlight something because uh, this has just been brought to my attention. Uh, I don't know if any of you know, or maybe listeners know as well, but there's a guy called German Rifter uh, VR. He's like a, a champion of VR. He, he's always bigging up content creators. He's like one of the biggest supporters of VR I've ever known. And uh, he's just a really nice guy. Um, but recently he's been admitted to hospital. I believe he's, he's con- like called COVID um, and a friend of his just posted on his Twitter uh, a friend of his called Kevin saying that he's been put on a ventilator and he's not doing particularly well so I just kind of wanted to just say like I wish him all the best of luck if he ever has, happens to listen to this podcast if he's you know sitting there listening to, to stuff to, to get him through it then uh, we just want to mm. wish him the best and hope he, uh, hope yeah, he gets 100%. better soon yeah for sure Thank Thank you for that, awesome what a great dude yeah. Is, yeah. Is, is, is one of those there's there's not many and there's very few uh, people who really are just like the spirit of the community yeah, and absolutely. I really think that he embodies it but he's, he's had several health problems um, yeah. over the last number of years and so you've seen him kind of clock in and clock out a bit like a metronome um, I, I hope we see him back so, yeah 100% sure. yeah so get well soon dude indeed thank you for that Mike no worries um, the next bit of news is uh, about another VR game. It's a Microsoft Flight Simulator. Now, I say VR game because uh, uh, when it rolled out earlier this week, that was uh, earlier this year, that was not the case because uh, it still missed this uh, significant feature uh, because there was no VR support. But the team has now announced that it's working on the next patch, which is due in December, which would mean that there would come VR support for everyone. And I say everyone because that is a key word here, because previously, I don't know if you guys remember, but when the Microsoft announced that they had VR support and that it would come to the Reverb G2 uh, first. Mm-hmm. But now it seems that those plans have been changed. Mm-hmm. Maybe that is because you can't buy one. Uh, you'll be able to play the game <laughs> with all of the Vive headsets, the Oculus, Windows Mixed Reality headsets, and also the Valve Index. Although um, you're going to need a pretty beefy graphics card for that. And uh, 
uh, with the RTX 3000 series and the Radeon 6000 cards also nowhere to be found. <laughs> you may have to wait just a little bit longer for uh, enjoying this patch of Flight Simulator in VR. But mm. since everyone on this podcast is you know, a little bit of a spoiled little brat uh, with pretty beefy <laughs> PC rigs, uh, yeah, who's diving true. into this one uh, when, when it drops? Yeah, definitely. Like I've been looking forward to the VR patch for a long time. You know, I bought like a full hotel setup for it and I even did like a little live stream just like learning the ropes mm -hmm. and um, I really enjoyed it. There's something like really uh, peaceful about playing that game, you know, just flying around, just taking in the scenery and uh, certainly like the idea of just moving your head around the cockpit to check out what's going on around you is really, really appealing. That's why I felt was really limited when I played it you know, on, a, on a screen and that's why I haven't gone back to it since. Mm. Um, but also like just just from a graphical perspective and a technical perspective, like I had a friend over uh, when you were allowed to have friends over your house and uh, we, we flew over my hometown and then we actually flew to his house from my house by just following the local landmarks. And oh. I think that's a real testament to like what they've done with like the mapping that you can actually identify landmarks from the air and and get yeah. to a location that way so that's mm. super impressive so yeah i'm very excited um i'll probably be very busy like you know having christmas with my family here at the house during <sighs> that time when it releases but <sighs> you know i will check it out shortly after it for sure what a strange time to release a, a an update like this i think yeah. yeah, although I do think, you know, um, because they did a, a pretty big update uh, a couple of days ago as well, just before Thanksgiving, um, which I think is a, a really smart thing to do because, you know, you, you want people kind of to stay at home. Uh, <laughs> and maybe with content like this, it's actually a, a pretty good driver in order to do so. But uh, before Thanksgiving, they added almost 50 points of interest. So that was uh, a US update. Uh, with the, the White House, uh, Fort Knox, Hoover Dam, uh, the Las Vegas Strip. Uh, and I have to say, like, I mean, I'm pretty sure that Zim has been playing some trailers, but the visuals on this is, is, yeah. is just insane. It's <laughs> so gorgeous. Uh, the Las Vegas Strip now also has a night mode, so whereby the entire, like, strip, like, lights up. And oh, it, it looks absolutely incredible that from, sounds from the amazing. virtual sky. You can go to the, 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 Grand, uh, the Grand Canyon. And, and when you fly through that, you know, with those little like stunt planes, like it mm. looks so brilliant. Uh, the Kennedy Space Center in Florida is also mm. part of it. And uh, it, it just looks very enticing to get into. So basically my holiday, I'm going to go on holiday in January <laughs> for the whole month and I'm just going to spend it in Microsoft Flight Sim. Oh, <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. I'm just going to spend my, my time touring around the US <laughs> in Flight Sim. <laughs> You're over here, you have this like is... a fake plane in your house. You're like, oh, you come here with your suitcase. You can uh, drop it here and then you yeah. just... Uh, I'm just taking photos at all the local landmarks and I like, post them on social media, wish, wishing <laughs> you were here. There. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. I just wonder I, what the performance was, is going to be like. That's exactly. the only thing that worries me. That was the, that was the thing I wanted to highlight. Yeah. I was asking Zim because I know that he's the one with the least powerful graphics card among the, the four spoiled brats of us. So uh, now he has a reverb G2. How are you gonna How are you gonna approach that? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not trying Microsoft Flight Simulator on the G2. I've been asked uh, ever since I got it. People have been asking for Flight Sim, but uh, I'll I'll wait and I'll run into my lowest. Uh, I think Nathan said the DK2 might might run it on my rig, so I might. I think I'm gonna maybe bring that back out again and. Uh, well, I probably won't be playing Microsoft Flight Simulator before I get to Canada. Like Rowdy, the going through the uh, financial purge of a giant transatlantic move uh, is something I'm kind of preparing for. So, you know, um, uh, that's why I haven't upgraded in the last two years. It, there's no other reason because when you do that, you know, power transformation and stuff, it just doesn't make sense to me buying just put it in your electronics and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be... <laughs> 
It's just going to be one of those dog. PC melters. It really is. Yeah. It's so, going to be so one of those games. So, so you're saying that if you use a headset with a, that is cheaper and has a less good display, you might be having an advantage in terms of performance. Yeah, yeah. quite possibly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. quite possibly. Okay. Yeah, because the, the G2, you know, it's it's like the I'm really most curious. pixel dense display you can you, <laughs> can, someone, you can have some, right now. Someone it's should do a test, right, with like frame rates between headsets. Okay. It's, it definitely is, uh, but I would say that like like running with Link Cable and uh, and Quest Two has been great because you get great visuals, but it's not terribly straining on the machine, is what mm. I've noticed. Like it's less strain than my Rift S was. Which doesn't make sense because it's higher resolution. I don't know why that is. It just yeah, might be I'm, specific I'm, to me. I'm really curious what headset runs the game the best. best. We're not talking about yeah. hardware. It could also be the, the OG Vive or the CV1. Uh, who knows? I'm very yeah. I'm very. Curious. But you want to take in obviously all the visual detail yeah, as true, well. But, so uh, you've got to find the right you balance. Also want to run it, right? But that the visual detail, like the thing I noticed about the G2, which I really like, uh, is the is the color depth. Like the color depth. Uh, across the panel, I find uh, far more exciting than, than in the Quest. Yeah, because yeah, the yeah, Quest is a bit Quest is a bit bad, like yeah. in yeah. in dark areas in particular. It's quite gray. Like I yeah. didn't yeah. notice it initially, but now in the comparison, it's like, oh yeah, those are real real deep blacks. Like and it's it's got a nice color pop to it. I mean, I I do still think that the Quest Two superseded the Quest One in terms of its visuals. I didn't like the panel on the Quest One. But um, yeah, if you're if you're a G2 owner and like many people have been really frustrated at HP for not getting their headset sooner, yeah, it's, um, a, it's a missed opportunity from their side because this is a huge like game and they could have used this yeah. to leverage their own headset. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the well, reason to that they allowed all headsets because they were late to the party with I deliveries. Think it was. Yeah, you think so? I think um, so. Yeah, yeah, but That's that, that would have been you know it's like a, it's a huge exclusive. It's, of it course, is. for a certain market, but still, it's a great exclusive. And also, it fits the headset's niche, in my opinion, yeah. you know, so for sim, so sim enthusiasts. So Microsoft um, HP, best combination ever. Um, but also, uh, Paradise Decay in the chat says, if you're into Microsoft Flight Sim, check out Noclip. They did a documentary on how they made the game, and oh. apparently it's very impressive. Ah, yes. uh, Noclip so, makes some amazing documentaries, so yeah, definitely go mm. check that out. Good so, Rowdy, does it also work on the Homido? Uh, or, uh... Uh, I'm, I'm about to test that out, okay, and if cool. that doesn't work, then I'll probably dig out the DK1. And, <laughs> nice. Uh, <laughs> talking about um, talking about retro Oculus headsets um, this week, um, and I know Nathie will uh, be happy about this because like he talked about like a prototype that he picked up a while ago, right? Yeah. yeah. What was the prototype you picked up? Then? Uh, the HD prototype. The HD prototype, which is rare, right? It's very rare, yeah. So, so I managed to bag myself a Crescent Bay, which is ah. also uh, an Oculus yes. prototype. Wow. Uh, I think your one is actually probably rarer, the HD yeah, the, prototype. The, the one you're talking about came after the HD prototype. You're right, yeah. True. yeah, yeah. But it's got like the the uh, the tracking LEDs yeah, actually yeah, yeah. visual That's on really the nice. outside and nice. on the back. Yeah, yeah. so uh, when that arrives, I'll, I'll make sure I show it off in the podcast. But um, yeah, I managed to, cool. to snag one because of Eric Hartley. He uh, tipped me off on that one. So oh. thanks to Eric. Where did it come from? Where did you bought it? Uh, from? UK UK developer. Oh, UK? Yeah, wow. I actually bought um, a Vive uh, VK1 as well from the same mm-hmm. guy, um, which is like a pre-production uh, yeah. developer Vive kit. Again, has all like the tracking uh, segments of it visual on the headset, mm-hmm. and also has these really uh, weird-looking uh, sombrero yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. controllers. Um, but yeah, as soon as they all arrive, I'll show them all off mm-hmm. on the podcast. But this is, this is the kind of geeks that we have on this podcast. Yeah, this, I just this like is the most geeky podcast so far, man. Like, yeah, it's it's yeah. uh, Skyrim, like, can we make it more geeky? Yeah. Wow. 
how to not get a girlfriend in 2020. <laughs> Luckily, most of us are married already. <laughs> Sombrero controllers. Yeah. Anyway, talking about updates, uh, <laughs> Star Wars Squadrons, another flight simulator, also receives its 3.0 uh, update, uh, not only providing some fixes and uh, balancing changes, but also a brand new map that was added to both fleet battles and dogfight modes, as well as some brand new components for uh, ship loadouts. Mm. Now, this map is called Fostar Haven, and uh, Oh, everyone who played the game has already done this map because it's actually the intro map oh. uh, from the single player campaign. Mm. Uh, so it was already in the single player uh, version, Recycle. but it's now also getting thrown into the multiplayer uh, portion. Um, also, another update is still planned for December. This one is called uh, 4.0. And this one will introduce two new ships to the game, the B-Wing, which is a bomber class, and also the TIE Defender, which is a fighter class. Uh, mm. And this future ups update will also, uh, much to the delight of Zim, I assume, introduce custom matches with uh, one to five players per side able to queue any of the maps in the game in either fleet battle or dogfight mode. Uh, and a much-wanted match server browser as nice. well. I, I really wish they brought in the Razor Crest from um, from the Mandalorian. Mandalorian. I wish we could fly that ship. Like, I know they've yeah. got, like, the child in there, so you can have him as, like, a little uh, dashboard bobblehead, which yeah. is neat. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I would love that ship to be in that mm. game. I, I would it's so I, overpowered, I think. I think that's the problem, I think. I maybe, maybe only, like, a single-player campaign side story or something no, like that. That would be so nice. I wouldn't be, would be surprised so nice. if they would do it, because uh, if you played uh, Battlefront uh, 1 and 2, uh, the Millennium Falcon is in there. I think uh, the Slave... What is it called? Slave 1? Slave 1, yeah. yeah. Boba Fett's one is ship. in there, yeah. uh, and, and a few others. And those are, like, the... If you, if you do very well, you collect, like, points, and then you can just activate it once and then use it. So maybe... They can do like a hero mm. match where everyone gets their own famous ship and then... That would be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that would be awesome. Although, I mean, I am wondering in terms of like, um, you know, these ships, like, do you guys have like a favorite ship when you play this game? Mm. Or It's got to be the X-Wing, right? It's got to be the X-Wing. You know, for me... You know, when I think of playing squadrons, I, I just love that that when you know when you when the uh, the wings open up in like attack formation, yeah, that's it just awesome, gives, it right? just like raises the hair on the back of my neck. I'm just like, oh, this is amazing because I, I just think about like what m I would have been like as a kid, like you know, six year old Mike sitting there watching the original Star Wars, knowing yeah. that you know in the future he could sit in his own virtual cockpit and play this game. You know, that would have just absolutely. <laughs> blown his mind yeah yeah for sure. I, I think i think for also sure. like in the if you play the game a lot then the x-wings also give you more sight i feel like the tie fighters are very small uh, although mm -hmm. the tie fighters when you fly with them and you have the sounds them, yeah. the sounds the sound. they make the and they're so like, awesome they they made them in a way where they're like like really hunting down stuff well the x-wing is more yeah. friendly and the tie mm -hmm. fighter is like this badass you know, a little ship that it's you so can fast fly. As well. Yeah, it's great. Like the sounds in there are amazing. I think that's a big part of the film. I like the bombers but, on both sides, just because they're mm. just because they're kind of badass, and you can lay down like proper damage. I tend to, even in games like Pop One, like play support generally, and I I let other people do the scrambling, and then I'll come in and just lay down a carpet bomb, and I mm. love that, and that's really fun. So yeah, probably I think it's the Y wing, um, which is the bomber. So. Um, nice. I don't know the names because I've not, I've honestly not been in for probably. It's six interesting weeks now. indeed that you that you mentioned that because they like each um, uh, like the Republic and the uh, the Empire each have one bomber class at the moment. But okay. with this new update, you will ha be able to choose from. 
from a second bomber class at least for for the, uh, for the yeah exactly so it will be like the b-wing that will be introduced as well um and I do find it interesting as well, since they, they mentioned already a couple of times that they don't plan on like adding any DLCs for the moment now, mm-hmm. but then they come with like these pretty pretty big updates. So maybe they made a bigger splash. This still is see some that, DLCs. That's exactly coming. it. I think I think they actually made a bigger splash than they were anticipating. And they're like, oh shit, people actually like this game and they're into this and we sold effect out of copies. So let's actually support it. And I think that's yeah. where we're going. Like they, they kind of came out the gates of like, okay, if it does well, we can always open the, in the floodgates, but let's put out this caveat yeah. that says yeah. we're not going to do anything more. Yeah, this well, is all you're getting. Yeah, I think so. And it's also available for a great price right now. I, I forgot what the exact price was, but I believe it was uh, 40% off from uh, yeah. the, the, regular, wow. the regular price. Well, I think it's the, like 23 or 24 pounds. Yeah, on Steam or Origin or both. Uh, Let me check. Is it? Is it? It's not a part of EA Play, by the way. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. Uh, because then oh, no. it will be what is it like subscription no, fee? So. But uh, no. Uh, yeah. Uh, so you're absolutely right. Uh, it's forty percent off on Steam right now. Wow. Um, yeah. So it's uh, twenty uh, British pounds, uh, which will probably be about like twenty-five uh, US dollars. Yeah, no. thirty dollars maybe. I think yeah, this is yeah. what this has been one of the biggest releases this year for sure. I think. Uh, yeah. It's crazy that I we agree. got they this. They did it such justice. They did it such justice. Like, think about it. It's just like the um, the sound of the sound design, the cockpit design, the levels, the you know the the interplay between the different classes, the balancing. Can you imagine how much balancing they had to yeah. put into the game to make it actually and, work? And the only thing that's broken, and I think Nathy already mentioned this, is the cockpits. You know, if you're on the dark side, it's they're not they're not they're not advantageous to you in VR, unfortunately. And that's why for competitive yeah. matches, yeah. Um, players you know, tend to frown on that. I wonder what they can do. Like, you can't really... What are you going to do? Make a see-through cockpit? You can't change the ship, right? You just have to be the dark side badass. And and what I now think of, like, after we played, uh, um, you know, Tales from the Galaxy's Edge, um, there's not an overload of, of characters in there from the movie that they're trying to use, but not really... Like, they're not really there. So it's just a Star Wars game, and it's really focused on the pilots and stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's not like yeah. you know yeah. R two and this and that is popping up, and not and I never dropping. missed it. I never missed it. I was yeah. never like, oh, are these characters are in there. What's going on? Yeah, maybe the yeah, now baby Yoda, but uh, <laughs> I I definitely give it more respect for that. Actually, that's a very good yeah, point. Yeah, but yeah. Um, I think if it can stand, it's the same thing that The Walking Dead. Uh, Saints and Sinners yeah, did right. well. Yeah, exactly. you, you just you're take right. the universe, yeah. Yeah. you borrow the universe and the IP, yeah. and you run with it, and you say, okay, here's all our stars, bye-bye, yeah. we don't need you, we're going to make a game that makes that person feel like they live in that universe. And that's what they, that, why they aced it. There are these distracting, like, sparkling stars, you know? So that's I think really that other point. games should should really take that, and, like, developers think about this. If you do have license to a great IP, maybe just import the universe and forget all the, the big names. Yep. Yeah, yeah, very good nice. point. All right, and then the last bit of news is about uh, Cybershoes. Um, we already know them from their PC VR setups, and they've now also launched a Kickstarter for the Oculus Quest. Oh, Mike, Mike, Kickstarter, and you hear this? Kickstarter. Yeah, Kickstarter did you, you back it, Mike? Foot. <laughs> yeah. Did no. you back it, Mike? No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't back it. this. No. Exactly, because it already hit its goal of oh. 30K. So that's the, <laughs> the rule still applies. If Mike doesn't back it, it will be successful. <laughs> so after only one day, they managed to hit their goal. And uh, you might remember them from uh, 2018 when they conducted also a successful Kickstarter for the PC version of the Cyber Shoes. 
Uh, they then raised more than 214,000 euros for more than, from more than 1,000 backers. They have since then shipped more than 3,000 cyber shoes, cyber shoes for wired headsets on Steam VR. And now they're bringing it to the Quest platform as well. Now, the way that this works is that you kind of sit in a, in, a, in a swiveling stool and you slide cyber shoes forward and backwards, allowing users to kind of control the direction and speed uh, with their own movement in VR games, while also creating a sort of like immersion through uh, physical activity. Now, many of us have already experienced uh, this er an earlier prototype of the PC counterpart. I don't know if any one of us actually owns the actual cyber shoes. I don't know. Yeah. You do, Mike? Yeah. Ah, there we go. Uh, now, I'm personally, I'm not really a fan of this type of movement for much of the same reasons as I'm not a fan of like traditional uh, treadmills uh, as you know, simulated walking is not really walking. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, as always, I do applaud developers for trying out like new things. And I do think there's a place uh, in, in the industry for this kind of stuff as well. Mm -hmm. um, interestingly, an important thing to note is that this new module for the for the Quest that they're developing or for the Quest 2, uh, is that it's compatible with all of the cyber shoes. So Mike, if you already own uh, the cyber shoes for a PC, you should be able to get it running on the Quest as well by just getting that extra uh, model module. module. Mm. Okay. Uh, you can also apparently travel with them, which I don't really understand why you would do that. Uh, but in case you want to bring them to you to your next next conference or whatever, then uh, you know, pop them in a bag and uh, bring them on. Yeah, I, I, like you say, I, I do admire them to continue down this route. Um, it's it's not something that I would use every day. Um, yeah. Like I I think I. I, I thought the concept was good. I actually thought the concept that they had was better than using a treadmill. Like I preferred mm -hmm. using cyber shoes than I did using like the Omni, for example. Yeah. So I, if, if I had a choice between like, you know, a catwalk or an Omni or the cyber shoes, I would probably choose the cyber shoes because I think it's it like both methods don't feel natural. So you might as well go for the most comfortable one. And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the cyber shoes are, is a way more comfortable situation. Uh, mm -hmm. Even though it doesn't feel like you're seated and your feet are just sliding yeah. around, but it's better than your feet just sliding around it's, a bowl. It's, it's like I said, it's a new way of walking, but that yeah. also applies, for example, for the Omni or for the, whatever, yeah. the catwalk or whatever kind of track mode you can think of. They yeah. all they all simulate walking, but they're not walking. It's yeah. like a, it's an important yeah. difference there. But with cyber shoes, the nice thing, I mean, <laughs> I, I'll never use them, but uh, cyber shoes, the nice thing is it doesn't take up you know, half your living room or whatever. Exactly. That's the other thing. Like the footprint yeah. of it is actually quite small. The chair, I don't know. Does the chair come with it if you buy a consumer yeah. kit or? Okay. So the chair comes with it. I'll read out the prices in the a The cyber a seat along with the cyber shoes. Okay. The cyber swivel. Sorry. The cyber there was There was one game that I actually really enjoyed using the cyber shoes with, and that was uh, Doom VFR. Mm -hmm. um, I thought it worked really well um, with that specific game. And I was actually saying, you know, when I reviewed it back in the day, that that was the only way I wanted to play Doom VFR, like, for, in the future, because it actually felt really nice. Like, <laughs> you know, having that sort of movement with both hands with Quick. a shotgun and then just, like, paddling your feet around. It was actually really fast and it felt really that's, great. Yeah, that's more immersive, I'd imagine, feeling than, but, than I mean, using the hand controls, because you don't have anything proper to emulate mm -hmm. that motion. Yeah, but, but you but, can still feel frantic with the kids yeah but what you're also saying is that this game was like was like it was the best combination to play it with so you're saying yeah, you need exactly. to be very like you need to have specific genres and you need to also develop them towards this device to make it work like it should work 
Yeah, but like I, I wouldn't want to strap them on my feet to play Population One, for example. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like that, that's the thing. So I think I think they have a very small niche. Um, what is the niche? Like who is the audience that? Because I like I don't see myself play let's say 30 games and it's like one well, of them like oh let me strap on my cyber shoes for this one uh, well i think i think originally you know like the reason why cyber shoes and omni and all these companies existed was that they were trying to solve the problem of vr locomotion right mm. uh, they thought that people would never get over the fact that you could mm. use smooth locomotion and not get sick like they were just like it, it's never going to happen yeah. whereas in reality players adapted just like they did with uh, originally when first person shooters first launched like doom like people were getting sick playing that game on a monitor when it first released True. but Gamers eventually just adapted and evolved, and they don't get sick anymore. The technology came forward as well. I mean, yeah. the, the refresh you, rate, you that the PC yeah, yeah. race. We're, we're the most evolved PC race, yeah. uh, VR I, gaming I race. I appreciate some people won't ever get over VR motion sickness. You know, there will be a small percentage of people that just will never be able to, uh, to, to deal with it. Screw them, right? Um, but. <laughs> But but so I think they didn't really anticipate that that was going to be the case. So they invested a lot of time and money and research into these products. And now mm. they're kind of like, well, we've got this product that we've invested a lot in. Quest 2 is a hot seller. Let's try and of just course, adapt it to the Quest course. 2 and let's try and recoup, recoup some of our money. So to be honest, I think the audience is going to be very, very small. I, I um, this, can I ask I'm, a question, though? In terms, of the, in terms of who this is marketed for, like I've always thought that this is best designed for fat bastards. Like, I, I just feel like if you have to sit on your ass and, and you don't feel comfortable um, standing up for more than 15 minutes, uh, this is a oh, very well, serious I, point I'm making. I think um, it's more strenuous. A, I think it's I, more strenuous using the cyber shoes than it's just standing in a spot. Is it? I, yeah. I thought, I thought... You just sit in a chair and use, like, the thumbstick, huh? Well, that's weird because I thought, like, when I saw it for the first time, I thought it was more for, like, disabled uh, people who still like the game. I want to... That's what I thought. But well, maybe it's all good. everything combined, basically, but... Uh, yeah, I'm that's surprised a very that they small... hit this goal for sure. Even that, as you said, it's very niche. Um, it is very niche. But they, they had a lot of backing. Like uh, I remember speaking to the team. They had a lot of support from the government because it was very innovative. Oh, yeah, 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 um, yeah. You know, and uh, they, were, they were doing something different that no one had ever done before. And for that, they were getting you know yeah. a lot of investment. And, and rightly so, because I do think that developers that try to push a boundary um, You're right. should, get, uh, should get in some way like rewarded or, or support in order to, you know, to keep on pushing. Because it is, of course, you know, it's a novel industry and it's a novel technology in a novel industry. So, You're right. You know, but, I'm not saying it's the ideal solution, yeah. far from it, but you will never get to an ideal solution if you don't try new stuff. I do agree, but I do think I do think the VR market has evolved, and I think we've gone past yes. these kind of like phases of like gimmicky accessories. Do you know what I mean? Like there are yeah. some accessories that I do think really enhance like your VR experience, like you know using a. But apparently, tube. the market kind of disagrees with that because they hit their goal and uh, just. Uh, I wish them day. the best of luck. I wish them the best of luck. Wait, I would what was the, how, big, then, how, big, how big was their 30, goal? How much? Thirty k. Thirty k. Currently sitting. Yeah. Currently sitting at eighty thousand. But 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 also like uh, if you. Well, if it's you look at Catwalk, they, they they sold a lot of units as well, and we we couldn't quite work out where that market was either, whether it was arcades snapping them up cheap or whether it was yeah, but, but actually they're, consumers. They're trying to sell something that is, well, also a gimmick in a way, but is also mm. futuristic stuff. Well, Cybershoes mm. is now trying to yeah. kind of but work I, with... I, I still I think, agree and I know I'm latched onto this, but I, I, I think that any time, like the, the Wii Fit, if you guys remember how that thing sold... Anything that's even the slightest bit of like, oh, I can exercise and get a little healthy or do a little bit better for myself. Mm. Anything that's got that sells. It's mm. just like health sells. Yeah. Even, so if, why... even if you buy it and you don't end up using it, 
it's going to come off the shelf. So why are we not getting that in VR? Like, I remember this Raving Rabbits game with the Wii board where you could, like, sit on it and then just uh, go down a slide or something. I thought it was awesome. I, yeah, I, want I don't know. I'll read out the prizes real know. quick because yeah, I think on. that's something important still that we haven't touched upon. Um, so okay. first off, uh, just a receiver for the Oculus Quest, you can currently get on the Kickstarter for 49 US dollars. Uh, and it will retail for $79. So Mike, if you want to use your current cyber shoes, the only thing you would have to buy would be the receiver for the Oculus Quest, which now ships, for, which now sells for uh, $50, and on retail it will ship for. Sorry, uh, quick $80. question, Roddy. Is that is that like a USB-C dongle that sticks into the headset? Yeah, so it's it's actually like a module that you like attach to the front of that. So. Mm. Oh, you're fusing it like a like a long like horn that you no, paint, no, paint it's just a sort module, of flat module that, that sticks onto the front of the quest <laughs> for <laughs> unicorn what are you going on about I want Mike to put on you handlers maybe <laughs> the, hell? the next one which is the early birth reward uh, which comes with the cyber shoes the cyber chair the side quest receiver the cyber carpets and USB cables, which they didn't call the cyber USB cables. But that now comes for, um, so the early bird award was $279 and it will retail for $399. And those Whoa, are wait, still wait, available. Still retail for $399. Retail Crap. price, but the Kickstarter price might be cheaper. Yeah, okay. Kickstarter, the Kickstarter price is $279. That's right. a lot of money. Early bird, there's still so, 25 left. So this is this is like so I've had the cyber shoes here for a long long time right um, mm-hmm. and I've, I've I've been able to use them with with games but I choose not to and that's you know that that tells it's a story in itself yeah, right yeah like the fact that I use the chair that they provided a thousand times more than the shoes that they provided is a telling story the swivel chair they yeah. provided is very nice you- <laughs> I like it very much <laughs> I use it regularly but not the shoes. The funny story about uh, about the swivel chair is that uh, because I got the one that they just back was was a prototype. They sent me one from Amazon, but it was cheaper to send me two of them than one of them. So I had like two of those swivel chairs. <laughs> really nice, really nice swivel chairs. Well, really I, I I got a I I also got a package from them, but they forgot to send me the chair, and in the end they sent me the rest of the stuff, but I didn't have the chair. So <laughs> you never tried it. So maybe that's it? where the chair went in the end. Wait, wait, how, Rowdy, how do Rowdy you, got yeah, Rowdy's got it. Um, how, how do you how do you use the cyber shoes without the chair? Can you? Well, you no, can't. You can't, I mean, you, you can't you stand a, up. No, if you have well, a similar chair. <laughs> so I was going to say standing up and then. Uh, no. Can no, you no. just use an IKEA swivel chair? I, I assume sure, so. Yeah, 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 sure. yeah, yeah. And like chairs. the surface that you need, it's just any carpet, right? You don't need like nah, you just need something with really, some friction. Because I, I did I did that, but because they they are a little bit scared of using static friction. I don't know if they they solved that problem. They probably did. Uh, but uh, they have a specific low static carpet, I believe, in order to event, prevent from like the sliding motion that you have. In order to, uh, so shocked. to get Every time down. you stand up, you'll touch the, the metal on the chair <laughs> yeah. and you'll just get a big bolt yeah, of electricity. Yeah. But I'm, I'm pretty sure they, they, they ironed out that flat. Yeah. So let's we'll just wait now. for the rocket yeah. shoes and see if that's uh, something but, but, we should but, uh, but there's, there's more bundles still. Oh, I'm no, not done no yet, more bundles. <laughs> so yeah, you also have the Arizona Sunshine and Cyber Shoes bundles because they are partnering up with, with developers in order to provide like, you know, build and support for the games and that one comes for 299 uh, on the kickstarter or 439 for a retail price oh, can i just make another point you also oh. lose the ability to like do um small room scale movements yes. which are important in Ducking. some games so like population one for example right you've got some cover you can physically room scale walk a little bit to peek around mm. the side 
you just you just can't get that movement mm -hmm. using a device like this, and that is. And also, like well. if you if you want to duck, it's going to become a lot harder when you're in a yeah. in a swivel chair. Well, Although, you can play Arizona Sunshine, that. a game that yeah. was that came like that launched in 1902 or something. So uh, <laughs> sure, go ahead. Uh, like you know, don't get me wrong. I wish them I wish them the best of luck, but I I don't see myself ever strapping a pair of those cyber no. shoes to my feet ever again. I still, Quick question. I still, can you go, I mean, when you bowl, you need slippery shoes. Is the undersurface slippery? Could you use a bowling? You could use them as a pair of Heelys down the high street. Oh, Heelys. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, is a Heely high heel shoes? You've never seen Heelys before? So, like, there's these, like, kids trainers with, like, a... Uh, like lights. A, with like a roller in on it. The so, when, the, when they lean back on their heels, that's why they're called Heelys, they, like, roll. The single roller uh, kid yeah, shoe. Yeah. I didn't know that could was called you, a heel. Could you also okay, maybe yeah. use them into snow where you, instead of a snowboard, you use these shoes <laughs> oh to kind of like ski, you know? No, but there's a video. There's a video. Someone's going to make money on that idea. No, but seriously, I think, for free. honestly, I think this is great for people who are disabled and want to play games in VR and are able but to use their... But what kind of disability? Yeah, yeah, like uh, a fused spinal column. That's what I was thinking. Like there, there's another, um, I don't remember it. It's like a, it's not cyber shoes. It's another company, a very similar kind of thing. Uh, and I thought that their product was was very good for for disabled application. Yeah, but I, I don't see cyber shoes as that because generally speaking, if you've got like a, a lower back injury or something, yeah, it's your you legs that go right. You're yeah. going to be. Yeah, I'd but, love to. Be, I'd love to talk to the to the people that buy them and just ask them what they're going to use yeah, it for exactly. and what games. I'd yeah. love to know because I just can't see it personally myself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Boardroom <laughs> business case, right? Like, what? <laughs> who's who's using this? That's what I want to know. Yeah. Mm -hmm. maybe we'll find out later on. When History. they actually release the, the bloody thing. Um, but that was it for all the news. So uh, wow. I'm guessing that we can finally dive into our main topic, which is uh, all the, the Black Friday sales. And uh, mm. I suggest that we start off with some, uh, some hardware. And the first one that I'm going to talk about is HC Vive. Oh. Apparently, they are still alive. Giving oh some discounts Wait, on their, their products. Discount? They give discount. Yeah, that, and it's, it's, it's a pretty good discount. It's okay. $100 off of their device. So that means that the HTC Vive Cosmos, which usually goes from $699, okay, is now yeah. available for four, $599. Still too expensive. <laughs> and the HTC Vive Cosmos Elite went for, do you, do you guys remember the original? It was about uh, 1000 thousand. $1,899. So for 899, it is now 700. Oh, yeah, well, right. So, so the Elite dollars. was the so Lighthouse cheap. one, and the Cosmos, normal Cosmos, was the Inside Out one. I believe so. So that's right? not actually a bad deal. That's not actually a bad deal. But the problem is, you're still getting the original Vive ones with that kit, not and the index the controllers. First base stations, first generation, I think. And although but still, if you look at look at the competitors, like if you look at the competitors, yeah. like the prices, like I don't Why? know, even with this discount, do they make sense? You do get a few extras though, so maybe maybe that will convince you. Five uh, ports. Let me and apparently, the, apparently, well, apparently it depends on where you live, because I found like different information on different websites. Uh, but I believe that if you're in the U.S., you will get a, a five port. No, if you live in the US, you will get Half-Life Alex for free. Okay. And if you live in the UK, I believe you get the Viveport Infinity for okay. like two months. So Half-Life Alex is, what is it, 50, 60 bucks? Uh, well, it's uh, because that, that's that, right you need now, to count so that, that, that when, when I usually buy some, I just count that into the price. Yeah. Uh, but they're not, like, I don't think they're selling their OG headsets anymore, right? They're not for sale. 
the no. pro is still i guess or no wait they also i think they also dis- i believe it's i believe these are the ones that they're selling right now okay. yeah so half-life alex on steam in the uk is like 46 pounds is the sort of base price although it's 25 percent off at the moment so you're talking about 60 usd roughly yeah um so yeah you, okay. you know okay it's That's... a nice bundle but you know still the cosmos unfortunately was just a bad headset you know and i appreciate with the elite bundle you're getting base station tracking but those mm-hmm. those old vive ones again you know they're, they're too old and antiquated now i think uh for vr but, but so. even even at this price i would still tell people like you know just save up a bit more if you if you're the, willing to spend this and get the index yeah 100 percent, 100 percent. it's a real shame because like you know, HTC were like the the front runners in in VR yeah. at the beginning, but you know, not that long ago. You got to remember that it was Valve that was helping them develop the Vive. You know, they were the ones that manufactured it. It was it was Valve that did a lot of the research and development that went into that headset. So yeah. then, when Valve went off and branched off and made their Index and made their own headset, then mm. you know, HTC then made the Cosmos, and then it really shows that they made that headset on their own, and mm. you know, they they really couldn't make it a really decent product. Um, I, I, think, I think they're you know? selling more subscriptions now of Viveport than headsets. Um, yeah, Viveport I think is great. I think they've you been know, doing I, a lot of updates to it though. I, I would mean, always recommend still... Viveport for people that are just getting into VR and want to play that backlog, back catalog of amazing content like super cheap. Uh, but if you've bought we'll a piecemeal we'll... over the the years yeah. and you've been into VR, then it's it's not really worth it in my opinion. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to Viveport a little bit later oh, as well because sorry. they have some, some the deals there. No, no, sure. Next one is uh, is Oculus. Uh, they have also some uh, Black Friday deals. Uh, you can now get the Oculus Quest 2 for the amazing price of $299 for the 64 <laughs> gigabytes version. Wow. Which <laughs> is exactly off. the same as a, as, a, as a week earlier, of course. Um, yeah, I didn't expect any deals, uh, hardware no, deals. They, they've no. already like they, they massively already know that nobody will be already. able to top that. Yeah. No, but I heard, I heard there was a $289 uh, deal uh, in the U.S. at some point, I think it was a Thanksgiving sale. Well, uh, they, they, gave, they were giving ten dollars off. Yeah, well, um, it wasn't Black Friday, Black Friday so. deal. Otherwise, I would have found it. <laughs> no, but like, it, I mean, we're we're joking that uh, it just came out and it won't be discounted. But they they have actually done a few dents, even on a I think a I just wait until the Quest Three gets product. announced next year or something. Also, I don't. Yeah. I I, I kind of looked this morning to see if I could still find them in stock. Uh, but when I checked this morning, uh, the estimated delivery for for me here in Canada would be the end of December. Okay, uh, it might be yeah. different for your location. I just of course, I just bought one off the Oculus website in the UK. It took yeah. me a week and a half to get it because Facebook has put uh, they some were estimating efforts. two to three weeks, and yeah. I think with particularly with the Black Friday buzz, um, I'm talking Europeans now uh, okay. with Black Friday buzz and all that, and Cyber Monday coming. I think I think very soon you're going to talk about January dates for yeah. quests. So what I'm seeing I do know Amazon that Facebook do, has been has been putting some serious effort into like trying to bulk up their stock before Black Friday because I read someone they had sure. about like three million units uh, trying to to get it all ready to be shipped out. Um, so yeah, but yeah. the thing is, the, the, so far they they, they they you know supply has not outstripped or demand has not outstripped supply, which is surprising given mm-hmm. how uh, fervorous people have been in interest on in Quest Two. They how good so the many of these headsets, though, dude. Like that's crazy, yeah. though. So, like that's not an easy thing. That is not an easy thing to pull off. Like no. from manufacturing, stocking so from, perspective, that takes months. So from here, they are in stock. But of course, I live in the Holland land, so it's not you know people are going to like hunt these things down. But something you can do if you live in Europe, you you could just use 
you know, a VPN, buy from another country, then ship it towards yourself, you know, it's just still the, not that expensive. Just buy the bigger one. Buy the bigger one. Buy the well, 256 gig. Yeah, okay. If you have the money to do it. It's in stock and actually they're uh, pushing it here in the UK. If you have the budget, you have well. the budget to do it. And if you're in the US, um, I would just go to a local Best Buy, see if they still have them. Yeah. But um, maybe maybe the Quest 2 isn't discounted. Um, well, the price already a discount on itself, I would say. But um, the, the Quest 1, because of still the fact that, you know, it's not getting sold anymore, I've seen a lot of secondhand quests go for, well, what is it, like 200 euros. Mm-hmm. That's nothing. So um, if you are, you know, on a tight budget, you know, Good Quest point. 1s are very, very cheap. Oh. Very yeah. cheap. It's insane. Um, so, yeah, that's a good opportunity for sure. So looking at the website here in the UK, you can pick up a, a 64 gigabyte model and that will be delivered uh, 17th of December. But like uh, you rightly said, if you buy the bigger model, which is the 256 gigabyte model, you can get it on the 4th of December. Yeah, but the, oh, the, the cutoff, like the cutoff um, for delivery in the UK, if I'm not mistaken, is 22nd or 23rd for most courier services. So, oh. you know, between now and five days from now, if you're not if you're not buying yeah, you Quest, you're not going to get it in time for the holidays. Yeah. So. Okay. Great. Now or never. Uh, <laughs> and then the last one that we have here on my, on my little list is the PlayStation VR. Oh, who would have... Who would have thought that PlayStation would still be doing some Black Friday deals? Because the the deal that I found is that um, you can finally now get the PlayStation VR aim controller on a discount. What? Yeah. Okay. It was $80, but now you can get it for $75. Oh, $75. (laughs) So uh, even though it was uh, on sale a little bit earlier for $70, it's now $75. So do you get the aim controller or also uh, Firepoint with that? It is with Firewall wow. Zero Hour. Oh, with oh yeah, of course. Ooh. There's another one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's Far- great. Yeah, that's you're, great. you're thinking no, about you Firepoint. Point. No, it's Firewall Zero Firewall. Hour. I paid it. 80 British pounds for the aim controller plus Farpoint on yeah. launch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Firewall is a better option, but yeah. be aware if you're buying that bundle that you need to have you need to pay for the PlayStation Online connection. Oh yeah. oh yeah, good nice. point. Yeah, so good don't point. just buy it blindly and be like, "Yay!" and then be sad mm-hmm. later. I also found in the UK at least that there was uh, the PlayStation VR Mega Pack, uh, which oh, yeah. is available for two hundred ninety nine pounds. I couldn't find this particular one in the US. I don't know why that is, or is that specifically regionally located? They do have yeah, regional, they do the regional packs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, this one comes with PlayStation VR camera. Uh, well, the PlayStation VR headset. Uh, Astrobot, Everybody's Golf VR, Moss, Blood and Truth, and PlayStation Worlds. So there is, I think they made a new one uh, where Iron Man is now also added, and they took also some older ones out, so they changed it up a little bit. Uh, oh. But I don't remember how much it was, but yeah, they did an updated version with like the newest titles um but yeah the oh, price right. uh, like on playstation side yeah who can compete with that the, the yeah. interesting thing as well rowdy the, the bundle that you just mentioned i saw that pre-podcast they're actually including the ps5 adapter with that bundle as well mm-hmm. yeah, so they yeah. kind of they're obviously you know getting the work done so that people don't have to go and go through the hassle of requesting True. one True. as we mentioned before if you've got i think it's the serial number of your of your playstation you go and request uh or request one like Nathie's yeah. waggling on screen for those of us. If you're an audio listener, <laughs> just imagine uh, a very young gentleman with light hair waggling something in front of your face. Thanks. <laughs> He's never 26. Don't believe that. Um, the, and then the, that was pretty much it for the hardware. You know, the, a brief overview yeah. that I could find. No Velvet and X then, uh, sale. No. Uh, what else do we have? Um, software. Climax. Software. 
no. the bundles hmm. magic leap uh, sale uh, the first one i'll start again with the with the hc5 um that was five port infinity and i have to say this, this deal does look quite appetizing it's it's 50 15 off of the annual price which brings it to 89.99 dollars for a year and you also get phasmophobia for free if you're a new member Ooh, there's a new map did you see the new map there's a new prison prison map for phasmophobia yeah that's you get that a too. new update just landed um that's great you know nice hey you're new into vr come on into this nice little game you're gonna enjoy it come here come here just make sure to bring a thermometer you're gonna need that yeah, yeah. But, but what do you guys think about that price because viveport infinity 90 dollars for a year well, it's, it's, it's pretty decent. Super right? Hot is on there. I think The Walking Dead is also now a part of that. Um, I can check how many games are on there. Yeah, it's, it's, it's amazing. Games no, it's amazing. There, there are some really good games on it. And you don't specifically need a, a Vive headset, no. right? You no, can it's use like an Oculus headset now, as well. Yeah, it's like Viveport is just a name. It's uh, ubiquitous. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think, I mean, for, for the kind of games you get for like a year? Yeah, I like Moss, Arizona Sunshine. Super hot, super uh, hot. Yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's, Phasmophobia. But hang on, how does how does that work? So is it a bit like the uh, PlayStation mm-hmm. Plus thing, where once you unsubscribe or stop paying, you no longer have access to the titles? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Except but, for Phasmophobia, you will it, that that will be a lifetime access. You'll mm-hmm. get to that. Oh, okay. The best game that they have on there is The Walking Dead: Saints and Sinners. So if you think about like the price of that, if you are buying it on Steam. And then, like, that's half your subscription. So if you think about it that way, that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, yeah it's for a year, huh? Like, but I think money. that is the best game that's on there. And if you can smart, get that for 23 quid now, Mike, by the way. Oh, you can? Centers. Yeah, Steam's got a good sale on that. And, and, you know, first of all, if you have a headset to share with your family, then you have the subscription. So there's something for everyone. Plus, if you have a friend who also has a headset, and you can cut the price in half and pay together. That's how I use Disney Plus and Netflix with the entire family. So yeah. with Vipar, just give your credentials and you have fun together, you know? So I think uh, you can kind of... Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Uh, Walking Dead Saints and Sinners is £23 at the moment uh, in the UK. So about $30 US because it's got 25% off. So mm-hmm. yeah, it really, it really depends, I would say, if it, of how much of the game, how many... Like I would check through the game library on Viveport and just yeah. see how many games on this list of, uh, of yeah. games that, that there is available I, on there I, I think that you're actually going to play and well, if you're going to get the value out of it. I think that's I, I read a really few of the titles. Thing. I'll read a yeah. few of the titles. So you have uh, Super Hot VR, uh, Arizona Sunshine, uh, Gnomes and Goblins, The Room VR, Dark Matter, uh, Alien Noir, The Case File, Paper Beast, Down the Rabbit Hole, Moss, Stride, um, Caesar, Saints and Sinners, Source of Gentia, mm. Vertigo I... Remastered. Okay. Vertigo Remastered. Into the radius, wow. right. Westworld. Yeah. Quick question. Like, do you have to pay for a year up front or can you go pay as you go on a monthly basis? Uh, to get the discount, actually. I think you have to pay up front. I think, yeah. Dude, no, Westworld Awakening, deal. Vertigo Remastered, Walking Dead. Seriously, I don't know why we're still talking about why this would not... The thing is, the problem with Viveport is that most people who hear about Viveport are then already six months into the whole VR scene. So exactly. it's like beginners usually don't hear about Viveport. So if yeah. HTC markets this a little bit better in a way i don't know how they're going to do it but they they could do it run mm. some ads somewhere to, to start with and then people will know about it because i i still think for beginners 
This is amazing. Uh, it's just that, yeah, they usually don't know about it. If you're watching a podcast right now and you're like, oh, Viveport, you might already be too late. It, it's weird uh, though, like looking at their website, know? like I, I find the whole like uh, model quite confusing. Like for example, you can go on there and it's like got all these games that are like under Infinity Play. So I guess they're included, but then you've got mm -hmm. Pistol Whip and it's just got the full price there, 1949. So that's not included and you have to buy that through Viveport. Uh, but, but, really okay, confusing. so Viveport Infinity uh, is one yeah. subscription or is Viveport Infinity the entire subscription? But you still have to buy games, I think, aside from that, I believe. It's, so it's, it's a store that has still exclusive games that are not a subscription. Mm -hmm. It's kind of so. like like a Game Pass then as well, right? Like yeah. Xbox Game Pass, right. something, something similar to that. Then. I still think that mm -hmm. if I was in their product team, what I would do is I would rename it I would get Vive out of the name of the thing. It should be mm -hmm. something ubiquitous and be obvious from the title that it's not tied to Vive and the Vive headset ecosystem, which I think is only burning a hole in their wallets at the moment. Um, I think the idea is great, right? Netflix for VR. That's what we want. Like, please, let's do this. Well, um, you, you I, I still think Oculus should come up with that product. They really should for their Oculus exclusives and all that. They should... They should do that. They should definitely oh, I, white I think, label. I think I think if you look at the access. PC VR market, this is a very strong uh, thing to have as a platform. Because uh, if you buy uh, HP Refurb G2, you end up uh, in in the in the Microsoft Store with some demos. Uh, well, with this, when you buy the headset, you get a subscription. You can start straight away with some nice games to play. And I think that's something that none other of the PC VR headsets have, and also not standalone, as you said. So I think uh, yeah, Vivepart is the only thing. That is very interesting about, you know, the, the PCVR market in, in general. But yeah, like, like I said, though, I think, you know, really go through the library and just, mm -hmm. just and take off the games quick, yeah. that, what you'd actually play and just work out the and value. And check whether they're actually included with the Infinity yeah, Pass as well, uh, because maybe some of the games that I just read out and are then indeed not included into that pass. But is there also Prison Boss Rowdy in there? or? Uh, I uh, no comment. Did you check? So uh, next oh, okay. next topic. <laughs> so uh, next one is uh, Oculus. Uh, I think I do think that they're the real winner in this section, just because they're pretty much the only ones who are like delivering some like real bundles. Um, uh oh, the bundles. Even though some of the titles <laughs> that I expected are not really in there. Wait, wait, is, Rowdy, um, are you gonna read out the, the? They have a name again that they put their own bundles together, yes. and it's a strange yes. combination. Okay, let's go. Indeed, here Love we go. Us. Here we go, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> So I, I'm only going to highlight the bundles because, uh, I, I mean, there's a bunch of individual titles available and I'm sure that Sim will have quite a bit more to share on uh, just sure. a little bit later on. Um, but yeah, let me know which pack you would go for in AT then. Uh, first off, you have the must-have pack for must uh, have. $90. Wait, wait, can we guess again? One. Can we guess again what's in there? All right, go Must-have yeah. pack for Quest, right? Beat Saber's in there. Beat Saber. Um, super hot, I think. Um, Walking Dead, but I think that's a bit too expensive for the bundle. Yeah, they wouldn't put that uh, in there. What else, Mike? Do you uh, do you know anything? Um, I'm, I'm looking maybe. at the website, so I'm... He's cheating. Pistol Web. Maybe Pistol Web, Super Hot, and Beat Saber. Let's just start yeah. with that. Let's yeah, see. Yeah. What is it? None of them. What? What? <laughs> What's in there? What's in there? Onward. All right. <laughs> okay. Job Simulator. <laughs> In yeah. death. Unchanged. Wait, 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 wait. Who, who is the target market who's doing onward and then job sim? I just don't. I don't. I, I, don't, need, I don't even know. People in don't death, know. unchained. Tetris effect. Space pirate trainer. And I expect you to die. <gasps> this is That's so such bizarre. a weird pack. Wait, wait, like, wait, it's, 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 all, it's very old stuff. 
very yeah. old stuff. No, I can't. Not. I can't actually see that pack going on the on the website. The only two packs I can see are the fitness pack and the action pack. Yes, oh, I, yeah, like, I know. But uh, I had to do so much research in order to get that. Uh, but uh, it depends again, I think, on the region that you're located in. But okay. looking at this, like honestly, like maybe some of them are must-have titles. Uh, mm -hmm. They're quite old, I gotta say. Like this whole bundle is all of them are old. Uh, but that means that it's also a cheap bundle, right? Well, what well, ninety dollars? Like, these are time ninety dollars. Ninety dollars. Ninety dollars. No, come on. Yeah, no. So, no, so no, some no, of these no, packs no, are no. time limited, right? So these the the two that I can see here, the fitness pack and the action pack, end in one day. The action <sighs> pack has actually got a pretty good value, I think, and that's got pistol whip, phantom, and trover saves the universe for fifteen quid, and I think that's a pretty good deal. Uh, all three of those games are pretty is decent. This not, is this 15 quid what? with Phantom in there? Phantom, no, no, no. Trover, that, and Pistol Whip. What? Oh, the one that I found was the action pack was $60 with Pistol the Whip, Phantom, Covered Up, and Trover Saves the Universe. No, hang on, like, Mike, are you logged into your account? Nope, nope, nope. This is like 31% off. $15.89, Well, anyways, this must-have bundle. So, wait, I so feel if you're like in the UK... And the prices are bugged. Jump in there now because these prices are super cheap. Because <laughs> yeah. you can get the that's fitness what I'm pack. That's, Check that's this out: fit, fitness pack, Fit XR, Creed, and uh, uh, Tennis Scramble. Again, fourteen eighty nine. Tennis uh, Scramble. Fourteen eighty four. Sorry, thirty five percent off. You mean Sports Scramble? Sports tennis? Scramble. So, yeah, Sports Scramble. <laughs> okay, okay. That's strange. Wait, this is you're right about these. Okay, well. This bundled conversation uh, has just taken yeah, the second part. Like, let me just say <laughs> just that this... Oh, 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 wait, wait, oh, oh, wait, here wait, we go, wait. here we go. No. Yeah, yeah, Someone, yeah. Someone's saying in the chat is because I own some of these games. That's what I'm saying. Uh, uh, Nathan, this is last year. This is the same I made last year. Same thing. Yeah, I was stealing my shine. Let the host do the work. Right, I'm going to quit the host do the work. Anyway, you should be on the phone here be like, Forget days. about everything uh, till the part where we were talking about must-have bundles. I think the must-have bundle one is a rip-off. Yeah. Don't buy it. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. We'll, 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 we'll continue on. Okay. I mean, we have the I, premium I pack. Forget everything yeah, Mike said. I'm still gonna highlight those. Forget everything we have the said. premium pack for $165. dollars <laughs> Shut up, Google. Damn, that's a lot of money. So for the premium pack for $165. dollars. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. Do you want to guess again which kind of titles premium. are in here? So I'm premium games. Anymore. No, just, I'm not just guessing anymore. Walking Dead. Walking Dead must be in there. It's a premium title. No. <laughs> okay, go on. <laughs> yeah, just tell us. Super Hot VR. Five Nights at Freddy's Help Wanted. Vacation Simulator. Arizona Sunshine. The Room VR. No. A Dark Matter. No, no, no. no Rat no. Matter. Inspire One VR Operative. Moss. Gun Club VR and Spice Space Pirate Trader. No, 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 no. This, this, no. Like the person who made these bundles has never played any of these games that are on there, and 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 they're all so ancient. Why, why are they? It's all the old crap. What I was wondering when I read these bundles is where's Population One? Where's Beat Saber? Where, where's Asgard's Wrath? Stormlands. All of those titles are all newer. Essentially, like with like with Black Friday, it's always the the old stuff that they're trying to sell. This is all old stuff. That's fine. Like you expect sales to be on the stuff that's like six months plus. Um, I wouldn't expect Pop One to be in there. It's only just no, launched. This so. is even this yeah, is even course, more But to make it enticing, uh, I know that PlayStation would do it. They would. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Just for the the day or forty eight hours or something. But. And then you throw in some other titles that people might enjoy as well to boost up their yeah, sales. No, so so far, I'm not so convinced. Let me ask the question: Have oh any of you guys pick, ever picked up anything during an Oculus sale? No, because no. we don't have to. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, they're like DLC and stuff like that as well. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like paid DLC and stuff. I just, they don't do a great job, in my opinion, mm. of getting their audience excited. So, so for well, the, only, the only thing I should say is, right now is that they did, um, do you know we talked about the Asgard's Wrath deal? You know, that if you bought a quest oh, and you activated yeah. it, you know, recently, yes. then you could get Asgard's Wrath on PC for free. Well, they actually opened it up to all Quest 2 owners now. So if you bought one, you know, since release, uh, which was the 16th of September, you still you can apply for Asgard's Wrath for free if you have a gaming PC. Yeah, but that's, so. no, that's no evidence that they know how to do sales. I think this, these are the worst sales. Like last year was the same thing, same story. <laughs> also with I think it was bundles. the same games even. Um, it's, it's bundles, and and yeah, last bundles. year, also, again, I feel like if, if there's one to pick, I think Sony is the only one who gets their audience marketing-wise. Oh. Uh, I mean, we're so. not done with the packs yet. We oh, have well, another sp It is entertaining, pack. though. It's, it is entertaining, the, for sure. The Star Wars uh. Vader Immortal pack. For thirty dollars, Immortal pack. Okay, yeah, that's so everything. The, yeah, the Vader Immortal series. Yeah, okay, you get those in there for thirty dollars, which I still find quite expensive. Thirty dollars. And then you have indeed the two packs that Mike already highlighted, okay. which was the fitness pack for sixty dollars, uh, which is Fit Fit XR Crete Rise to Glory and Sports Scramble, and the action pack also for sixty dollars with Pistol Whip, Phantom Covert Ops. And Trover saves the universe. Uh, okay, the last one sounds sounds like because there's some new titles in there. I think the sports one is like Sports Scramble. Sports Scramble is like worth like a dollar, man. Like you, you, you're not gonna pay. No, 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 no. no. None of these. I, they're just they're what they're doing is they're just combining titles that you can conveniently like buy together. It yeah. feels like that yeah, yeah, auto, yeah, yeah. the algorithm that works on Amazon at times and says, oh, <laughs> yeah. other customers buy this, this, and this together, and you get like two percent off or whatever. It's just it's not worth it. So. Looking at Steam is a completely different thing. You know what I mean? Like Steam has some amazing individual yeah. prices. You know, five quid for dirt for dirt rally, three quid for Thumper. You know, like um, thirteen pounds for Skyrim VR, ten pounds for Fallout VR. Like yeah. these are good deals, and you can buy something that maybe you've had on your two playlist for a year or two. You know, so go to Steam if you want value. Well, I, yeah, yeah, no, I, I agree, I agree. It's just that, you know, you could make a puzzle bundle or a fancier bundle, put red matter in it, put a room dark matter in it, put some decent titles in it that work together and also give some developers who are always on the freaking bottom of the store that actually make some good games and put them on the, put them in those bundles. So yeah. it's just highlight, highlight of the Black Friday deal on the Oculus website, virtual desktop, 20% off. Yeah, hey, virtual, virtual desktop 100%. is like the most essential app in my opinion. Yeah. Um, so yeah, if you can get that for twenty percent off, go and buy it. It's amazing. Just well, be aware that there are two variants of virtual desktop, and you probably don't want to be buying the desktop uh, edition, the PC VR edition. You probably want the mobile edition. I.e., if you're a recent Quest Two owner, buy mm -hmm. the mobile version from the home store. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. All right. So those were and the I bundles, think, right? Yeah. Or I think those were, yeah, th those those were the things that I had written down so, here. So, so if we um, could pick a winner, I pick PlayStation, Sony as a winner in terms of again yeah. like having something that makes sense. Uh, I don't know about the rest, but uh, the only problem is with Sony, like if you if you already have like a PlayStation VR headset, of course, then yeah. there's no real point in buying no, one no, of these no. bundles. But that's the same with the bundles with the... for Quest, right? I think everyone already owns Job Simulator, and everyone already owns Super yeah. Hot. Um, yeah. Wow. True.
It's like it's All like right. deja vu. It's like this this podcast. I'm reliving this podcast from last year. I'm serious. Like I was the one who said, "Whoa, the bundles are super cheap." Oh, wow, so wow, funny! Wow. And you then, were like, "Wow, all this for five, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was five like, euro or whatever Dude, it was." This is insane. <laughs> and, 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 now, and then and then after that, it. it's like I think I think if you would compare the but bundles from last year's episode, I think they're pretty much the exact same. I'm not joking. <laughs> wow, that's, that's my really god! But no, I mean you have to scroll a while, but there's. I, I did see probably eight to ten really decent yeah. value sales. So just uh, for instance, a, a set of course the Competizione, which still doesn't run great for VR, but that's like thirteen pounds. You know, full yeah. price is thirty five. So it's better to look at the individual ones. I yeah, think. no, I yeah. think so. Yeah, there, there's a, there's a lot of good ones. Uh, VR Kanojo, twenty three pounds. You know, like oh. just get get your get your sales uh, on right the, now. The, wow, this you know, is that's going to sell at least one escalating. Copy. I, I, I agree. Quickly. I agree with Steve XM in the chat. He says the best way to spend your money is to get Population One for the full price of twenty nine ninety nine. Totally agree. <laughs> oh, and mini golf, and mini golf, mini golf as well. Walk about, yeah, walk about mini golf. Great game. Well, yes, that was it for for my part of the Black Friday sales. But uh, I think mm. Zim still has some uh, some candy in store for us. So uh, <laughs> I mentioned I it as Zim. we were going, but I do have Take releases. If you want me to go for the releases section now, go so. ahead. All right. Be so. Okay, releases. So I've, I've picked three out this week, and I, I would like to uh, wet your whistle. This first one I didn't know about, and I'm quite a, a, interested in. Um, that does happen on occasion, but here you go. There's a VR horror title that looks pretty awesome. Uh, it's called Hinge. Now, they say episode one as a subtext, and you know that immediately turns me off. Oh. Uh, $30, 24 pounds by Arcadia. 28th of November is when this thing landed. Now, it is a uh, tower-based... Uh, horror experience. So you're in this nightmarish building filled with high quality graphics and sound effects. Uh, the game creates an environment of suspense as you struggle for a survival in an oppressive atmosphere of horror that chases you wherever you go. Uh, you have physics-based interactions and gameplay, a unique concoction of horror elements that the developers have engineered for you, a number of very kind of interesting interactions that we're seeing in, in, in the trailer now. For example, mm. a room full of furniture, like what we've seen in like Effect at the Manor, for instance. Guy picks up a tuning fork, whacks it off of a table, and all the furniture comes, you know, tumbling down. Mm. Uh, ventilation shafts with uh, spider-legged creatures crawling out of them and chasing you down the darkened halls of this, uh, what looks like a kind of a high-price... Um, Casino Hotel, actually, is probably the best way that I can describe it. But the visuals very much look of a smack of kind of Unreal Engine. And uh, as as a big fan of horror games, uh, I'd love to play something along these lines, uh, see if it's any good. Now, I, I have seen a couple of complaints on Steam so far. And from what I can tell from the developer's notes, they plan for eight hours of content for this. This is wow. a single-player experience. But they have released uh, this to kind of have it on time, have a sale price on it at the moment, so you can get a couple of bucks off. But I, again, the look of it, it's very visually pleasing. Mm -hmm. I wonder if the gameplay is, is is as good. Some people were reporting some thumbstick control issues. So I think that they've kind of maybe rushed it through to get it out and are now in the process of patching it. My suggestion would be if you're into horror stuff, maybe hold off. Keep an eye on it, you know, add it to your wish list or whatever, and maybe revisit it in a month or two when they've done their yeah, patching does, job. Yeah, it does have I some Bioshock it. vibes, man. Yeah, I was going to uh, say, like I really love the art style. Uh, yeah. And also Prey, it reminds a bit of Prey as well. Mm. Yeah, so that's called Hinge, which hinge. is an interesting name, Hinge. Mm. They better have some squeaky hinges in if they've got a name like Hinge. <laughs> they got some uh, squeaky uh, thumbstick support, so... Uh, 
There you go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, do you did you guys ever have it? Like I remember we used to play our N64 enough that it got crusty. You know, like the little uh, thumb oh, stick or whatever. And you might have one or two controllers that were not so good because they were used for, for too too long. Oh, because you were know. eating and holding a controller at the same time. Probably. That's why. Your little That's a... Cheeto fingers. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Cheeto fingers. <laughs> yeah, I miss Cheetos. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one up to the plate. We have uh, Frostpoint VR Proving Grounds, which is from Inexile Entertainment. You might know them from Wasteland and things like that. It's a team-based multiplayer shooter that pits two sides against each other in high-intensity PvP with a unique PvE player versus environment twist on that. So, <laughs> I just want to say the way that the characters run is hilarious. Uh, it's like, horrible. Yeah, I know. Hilarious. Since, since the early alpha footage, it's, it's really not looked great. So if you're uh, just listening to us, you're, you're lucky. You don't have to watch the player, players <laughs> hobble along. Uh, this is their release trailer, and I do think it's a little embarrassing that the characters move that way for them. Um, so basically what you have is, by design, a 10v10 tactical VR shooter. Uh, where you have essentially kind of like in a Halo-esque uh, method, you know, your number of capture points and bases, and you have to kind of attack each other and push and pull uh, to be able to get control in Frostpoint. Now, one of the things, I've seen this from very, very early on, one of the things that I really like is the way that they've modeled uh, from Antarctica, like, I think it's like NASA or something similar to that, like imagery, the ice, the way that the ice and glaciers actually look in the game mm. is the first time in a game I've seen it that way. Now, I used to live in Alaska, mm. Anchorage, Alaska. I grew up a bit there. Um, so I know what being on a glacier is like, and it really gives that kind of feel. So the environment for me is is kind of a, a taste of home and at the same time, pretty neat. The The thing that's different about this title is the, the kind of weird aliens that you encounter. They look like, um, how would I describe them? They're humanoid-esque, um, and they kind of stand a bit tall and kind of gangly, a bit like, um, I'm trying to think of the, the director, Guillermo del Toro probably would have created yeah, one Pan's of these Labyrinth. things. Like Pan's Labyrinth. Yeah, they look like the Pan's Labyrinth creature. And, um, and, and so they're running around, and they're kind of an irritant, I would say, more than a threat. Uh, and at the same time, you're having to take down other teams. One of the mechanics that I liked in the game early on was the ability to set up turrets. So once you've captured a point, you can also, through the kills, you earn money, and then you can buy turrets that sit there and automatically defend the point. So the gameplay on this one really feels a bit like um, old-school Team Fortress, where you're kind of it's very much a push and a pull. Or maybe Day of Defeat, a bit like that as well. Um, I like it. I like the concept, but 10v10, that's a, that's a high order. Uh, it's a high order when you're running against the likes of Pop 1 and others. I do expect this title to run dry. I know I said that with Pop 1. <laughs> now you're all like pointing the finger and be like, Zim, ha. Uh, I know, you I were right. As well. okay. but, but this one, I've, as I said, I've played it. It was more fun than I expected it to be. Uh, I look forward to playing this. This is launching on the 1st of December. I will be playing it live as well. And if anyone else um, hops in and gets it, uh, come play. It should be fun. Uh, if you don't have, and I expect this is going to be the case more often than not for these guys, we'll see how, how you know, the PC VR market takes this up because this is launching for PC yeah. VR, so it's not available on Quest unless you're, again, doing Link to your PC. Um, it will autofill with bots. Uh, there is a configurable option for you to run yeah. 
a match without bots? I asked that question to the developers specifically, uh, and, and as I'm uh, due to do a, a kind of a, a show with them. So it, it, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. You know, I, I would be very surprised if in two months' time they're they're, they're uh, seeing uh, full ten v ten lobbies. PC VR multiplayer game like this one doesn't survive without the Quest user base nowadays. It's mm. like impossible. Yeah, uh, I mean, you, you have a link, that. which is going to help. Off. It'll help, but, but yeah, but that's, uh, that's what ten percent. Mm. You know? So it's like, yeah, okay, well, but we'll I do see. like you say. I do like the concept of like a PvP with PVE elements in it as well i think that is like a really nice unique thing that we don't really have many yeah. of in vr in vr so i like that idea of it but like you say whether it's got the lo longevity to to stand and the the player base sticks around yeah again i'm not sure but i'm, I'm like like the thing is i am totally down for bigger multiplayer good. experiences you know i'm totally down but it needs to as you said like it needs to be possible to even start that in the first place it needs um, to because the, the moment the moment yeah. if it's like if there are a few people missing <sighs> The games fall apart in terms of because the gameplay is totally targeted towards that. So again, bots don't solve that issue. It needs to be full of players. Otherwise, it needs it's to be players. And, and when I was playing it, um, I, like even a three v three match in this was good. But the problem then was the level was too big because it was sized yeah. for you know yeah. ten players. Mm, so yeah. if they can give, and I haven't played, I've only played one of the maps um, so far. So if they can give a variety of environments that you can pick a map and play it, that's better for a small group even if you've got 3v3s on that can still be a really fun game type so well let's I, see I, let's see how it does I, out I, the gate the, the scenario is going to be i think it's just uh you know i guess is that this game is going to come out they'll find out that there are not enough players joining in they're going to complain on steam in the discussion saying well listen i'm trying to find a room full of players but it's hard to find and then a few weeks in they're going to shrink the game to less players something they should have done in the first place and then you're too late because then you already put the game on. You know that's the thing. Yeah. I don't know. It, it 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 it's a shame though because I, I do want like more and bigger multiplayer. It but is I feel their like USP right now, though, right? PC VR at least like population one. That's also a miracle that that's now a thing with Quest Two. But before that, with Quest One, it was already kind of tricky to even pull that off. So Very you really need to have the right platform to do this on. Yeah, uh, and, and yeah. the thing is, things will things will pull people away from Pop One as well. You know, the, of course. the trouble is when you're when you're only a multiplayer experience. You know, and, and people are looking for other humans, like what Mike was saying. When you're thirsty for interacting with other people, mm. um, you play mini golf. You, what, you, what you're doing is you're you're, you're, you're <laughs> play mini golf. You follow the wave. You know, and that's the thing. I feel like uh, I'm glad it's ten v ten. That it's not twenty v twenty. That yeah. it's not thirty v thirty. Like that wouldn't have pulled off. They are just. I think a little bit ahead of the curve in terms of VR interest. Give yeah. it a year, and and if they would have had Quest as well, they they could have seen yeah. their boat floating. So I think they need to pivot. But let's see how it let's see how it goes. You know, maybe yeah. it'll, maybe it'll be a positive experience for us all. All right, I check out your stream um, to to see what it's like for sure. Yeah, me as well. Cheers. Um, so I look forward to, I look forward to playing it with, it. and uh, that that one's going to be all public. And then I got a ten v ten mid December, which will be fun. Next up, Project Wingman. I've had my eye on this one for so long, I can't... It's probably been two years or something. Sector D2, the developer, uh, 1st of December is landing. Uh, so if you're not into 10v10, then maybe you'll pick up a single-player dogfighter instead. 
Uh, price TBC on this one. I don't have a, a, a price for this just yet. It's a flight action game that allows you to take the seat of an advanced fighter. Uh, I, I actually uh, had played this through virtual desktop about two years ago, simulating what it would be like in VR. And I'll tell you, the raindrop effects on the windows was enough to make my, my mouth water. Uh, this is very much, I think it's, it's worth noting, it's a built-for-PC game with VR support added, right? So um, I would expect the kind of performance of the game perhaps to be not at the same level as uh, a game that's designed solely for VR. It's a very pretty-looking game. Um, they do say that VR headsets will work in game to put the player in the cockpit of the aerial warfare. Mm. This is kind of what you're expecting. You're, look, look after a, uh, this is a campaign game, so there's a long campaign that you have. They don't give how many hours. 20 different aircraft, 40 unique weapons at your disposal. Um, they have been, there's some kind of odd things I wasn't expecting in this game. For instance, you can fight different adversaries, not just other planes, but also giant mechanized fortresses uh, that, that sport, you know, railgun cannons. So they are stepping into kind of a futuristic environment here as well. Um, and there's a number of different environments, you know, uh, based off a, an alternate history of Earth. So this isn't strictly canon. It's a little bit off of off of reality. Um, so if you're into dogfighting uh, and you've been waiting for a while, um, you know, go go uh, go look at Steam on the 1st of December. That's Project yeah. Wingman. I think nice. uh, I think about like you know if you're into the Ace Combat games you know with this kind of mm-hmm. alternate yeah. reality you know with kind of a little bit grounded in reality but there's some weird wacky stuff going on and like some fun you know commentary from sort of like you know flamboyant crewmates then I think you'll probably enjoy this one but it's the performance issues I think I'm I'm, I'm more worried about. Mm. How, so again, how, how flamboyant? What's, what's up with like, these flights? Are we flamboyant or are they like? <laughs> Just, 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 you know, a little bit like, you know, like, like an anime character, you know, that kind of thing, you know, that's, that's what the, your teammates feel like, you know, it's a bit a like flight... Ace Combat, essentially. Yeah. But, but is there a flight simulator that does run in <laughs> VR, actually, or uh... with like the crosses on their eyes, like... <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, Squadrons, Squadrons runs pretty yeah, well okay. now, well, now it's now, been updated, now. but yeah. yeah. That's but, it, uh, I mean, Squadrons is good, I'm just trying to think. Um, I, I wonder what War Thunder's like these days. DCS is really Thunder. good. Ex- yeah. Explain. Uh, those are all the kind of like, flights. Yeah, D- DCS has such a hardcore audience that play it like religiously. I wish Get I had the time expansions. to like dive down that rabbit hole, but like money. you know, the money. I just look, at, yeah, look at the DLC, like the planes, the they're ridiculous. Just but but the them. detail is insane. The detail <laughs> is insane. The sale on okay, so DCS was there, and DCS is actually more expensive. X-Plane, which is like, you know, chasing its tailcoats or whatever, a, a kind of a relatively affordable simulator. It was on sale for, the base game was like, I don't know, 30 quid on sale for <laughs> 50 or something like that. <laughs> but the DLC, you could buy all the DLC, which is like buying all the different airports, and um, 1,200 pounds on wow. sale for all the DLC. Like, wow. oh my God, like you, you're buying a plane. <laughs> but if that's your only game, if like you, if you play that, that game only and it's nothing else... Rise then, yeah, it's probably worth it, right? Yeah, I guess. I mean, if you've got a full sim rig and that's your thing, yeah. and that's it. You, My God, yeah, talk about the whales. Looking forward to um, hearing your take on uh, Project Wingman, uh, if you get to play it this week. I hope I do. Um, anyway, next. So I've got a couple of mentions to round it off for you today. Um, first off, 2089 is coming to Pistol Whip, which is a new cinematic action campaign. I'm personally unclear exactly what that means, but it's a new twist. And uh, both Denny and Cloudhead Games have been going off about this thing for the last couple of weeks. Teaser here, teaser there. Uh, so if you are a Pistol Whip fan, then for the holiday season, doth bringeth 
some 2089 futuristic action cinematic experience for you in Pistol Well, Whip. I gotta say, Beat Saber didn't come up with that. It's very interesting and it's different and new. So I, I do. They had that. a single player story campaign to a certain degree. Nah, like it was well, like you followed a path. Yeah, modifiers. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. Have you played that? I, I've actually I went maybe three hours into that. It's pretty good, but you do end up. The thing I liked about the Beat Saber campaign was you'd get to a certain fork and you could choose which path you wanted to go. They didn't force your hand. Yeah. Uh, which was nice. It meant there, you could bypass But it doesn't have a story to it in any way. No, well. there's no, no story. No, 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 no. no, no. Uh, but I yeah, added the, the red saber. <laughs> but oh. Yeah, the 20, 2089 has a story to it um, about like a kind of robot uprising, it seems. So, mm. you know, I think if you like that kind of like Terminator, Robocop, 80s kind of, you know, robot vibe, then you'll probably really dig it. Mm. Yeah. Very good, very good. Looking forward well, to good. it myself. One last one uh, for our putt-happy friends. So uh, along with mini-golf... <laughs> With our with our with our infatuation for mini golf recently, ProPutt has decided there's there's a couple of updates that I have to mention. They've actually been killing it with updates lately. So first off, families can rejoice because now two users uh, can use one account with ProPutt. So if you have a spare headset mm. on the same account, you can and, and a copy of ProPutt, you can play together. The second thing is there's a new course just released. Uh, third thing is there's a new mode added, a driving range which you can play together. And they've got now multiplayer support for up to eight people. Now, eight is more than five. Um, Walkabout Mini Golf supports five, and I think that's of no mistake. Um, and the last thing I'll mention is the crazy mode that I got to experience. I think it was Welsh Saucy had mentioned it to me, so quick name drop there. Welsh, thank you very much. Uh, called Rush, where, you, where you're running down the course, trying to get the ball in the hole, uh, with no limit as a normal golf game would have and you actually are just whacking the ball as fast as you can running down the course and trying to get it in the hole doesn't matter how many times you hit the ball you just have to get it in fast that's, and that's wow. insane it, okay, I, that I played it. it's absolutely nuts you can run down a, a hill in that it's still teleport locomotion so it doesn't feel as smooth uh, or vibrant as maybe you'd be expecting but I have to say if you haven't tried pro putt Compare it to Walkabout Mini Golf and maybe Cloudlands, it's a more serious kind more of golfing, pitch-and-putt yeah. level game. Um, the courses are a little bit more serious. It's still that kind of cartoony look to it, um, but the actual gameplay is is very kind of stripped down. So if yeah. I was to compare it uh, to the other games, I would say it's the, it's, the, it's the more serious affair. I'm so glad that they're adding multiplayer now, uh, support up to eight people. I think that's fantastic. It means we need to go out on the course and have a bit of a have a bit of a putt lads i think yeah we should really we should i'll have to arrange something shall i do it <laughs> you're, you're like the team the team you know person that gets all everyone together you yeah know, the organizer he's like the, he's like the he's matchmaker the, the person yeah. who does like all the team events you know you always yeah, have that true. one person in a, in a, in a work environment it's social like, oh, event, a team event like yes <laughs> i'll tip my hat yeah well that's all the releases this week so quick recap hinge mm. frostpoint vr project wingman you got 2089 pistol whip and pro putts give them one for the families so i saw in the chat but i don't know if this is still relevant but that humble bundle that we mentioned i think a week or yeah. two weeks ago is still there active yeah the third right. so that's the 13 quid for the walking dead and like six other awesome games yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Well, the humble bundle to end all that's called the uh fall vr sale i think i'll just like double that. check now but yeah that was that it's like the good, fact yeah. that it had the Walking Dead Saints and Sinners in it was amazing. 
Yeah, no, I think I think in general the sales have been pretty good on Steam, uh, uh, you know, and well on Oculus, well maybe a little bit less. But uh, well, if you look at the individual uh, titles, and I'm sure yeah, that you'll find like, said, something yeah. that you'll like, like specific oh, no. ones that you had on your radar for a while. Yeah. Sure. That bundle yeah. is actually over now. Oh, yeah. it's over. So it, ended, Dang it. Uh, it ended today, actually. Dang yeah, it, so, today. <laughs> yeah. today. The last thing ever. I was going to say before handing it back to Rowdy, our wonderful stand-in host, you're doing a great job, Rowdy. Um, <laughs> is that if you are into Pop 1, you've got a day and a little bit of time left before their harvest season ends. So oh, if you want to best, uh, you want to get that Hattie skin or whatever, go get Hattie your skin. Go get your, uh, your, your so, diamond. Does that mean skin. you're not in the diamond category, Rowdy? To get the Hattie skin? Oh, no. I, oh, I, I, yes. I've, been, I've been into that diamond category. Like, Imagine if you don't have that skin, weeks. then then you're, you're not yeah. cool. Yeah. yeah. Don't count up, you guys. I'm still wearing. I'm still a blue jacket. I'm still the, a blue jacket. The lobby, the lobby of population one is like the the you know the the playground at school. You know, oh you don't have that. Oh, and then you're not cool. I spent this much yeah. money on this. No, you don't have that. Oh, okay. I refuse to change okay. my skin. Blue jacket <laughs> boys all the way. Willy Wonka, Willy all Wonka the way. skin. Yeah, let's go. That's, uh, all right. So I guess that was it for the show then as well. So yeah. That's it. We talked about the cyber shoes. We talked about the new update for uh, Star Wars Squadrons and Microsoft Flight Simulator. Yeah. We reminisced a little bit about Morrowind and we talked about all of the Black Friday deals. So we hope that you enjoyed the show yeah. and that you're pleased with my, with my job as being the host for this yeah. week. Um, just to Beautiful. quickly summarize, uh, we go live every Saturday at 6 p.m. in the UK, 7 p.m. in Europe and 12 noon in Central US. Also, we're on Spotify, iTunes and all of the other popular podcast platforms. Be sure to leave a like. Thank you all so much for joining. We hope to see you next week. But until then, bye-bye for now.